used to be such good friends. Could tell each other anything. Guess it helped that we weren't really each other's types. Then one day, out of nowhere, you said, But I didn't hear you, so I was like, What? And you said, Playing it, it's good. It's what well, it ends. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the uh, Smodco Internet Radio's Nooner Podcast. I'm a host. My name is Marty. You almost forgot the name of the show. I did. I forgot the order of things. In we have a special guest today. We have Chris Miller visiting from sunny San Diego. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Marty. Good you got to get right up on that mic there. Wow. Right. Yeah. So. Almost got a deep throat. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Just like right up on it. Uh, and we've got Steve in, in the house. Hey, what's going on? Mm, not much. And uh, we got uh, Cassandra coming in in a sec. And another guest of, of mine, a uh, guest of ours, will be. No, no, it's, it's guest of yours. Guest of mine. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we've also got Gino uh, sitting quietly in the uh, as our studio audience. Welcome, Gino. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Um, how are you guys doing? How how is how is the drive over, Chris? Long. Long. Yeah. It was a smooth ride, and then you get up to LA, and traffic goes to hell. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys watch the royal wedding? No. <laughs> when, when was that? I it, I don't know. All I know is that I was woken up in the middle of the night because my wife was going out to the living room to go watch it. So. Can't she just record it? It's different from oh you have to you're on like you're tweeting with everyone else who's watching I get it I yeah. get it. like the Oscars yeah. but outside right right I mean the outside part of the Oscars right yeah the, the red carpet yeah except well, why do, why don't they do it at a better time for us in England like why don't they do it it's really inconsiderate that yeah, they would like, have like it at nine thirty at night yeah <laughs> yeah I I don't know the the Royals they're, they're just really selfish people I don't absolutely know. yeah um I don't get it do you get it. Why would you watch like someone someone's wedding on television? That's celebrity culture. Oh, I guess yeah. But uh, but who are they? No one. Oh, it's a fake monarchy. Yeah. So why? Yeah, I don't. I just uh, I didn't even know who's getting married. Doing some uh, uh, Harry Potter's ginger friend and some <laughs> actress from the USA. <laughs> from cool. Suits. Oh yeah, yeah. She was on Suits. Yeah, she's wasn't she's Burn Notice. I thought it was Burn. No, Notice. she was on Suits. Patrick Adams was. Um, and the star of Suits. Okay. He was, he's been a guest on the show. Patch Adams. Pa- Patch, yeah. <laughs> you, you're not supposed to call him Patch. but. Uh, so it, you watched it with your wife. You got up. No, I didn't. It. I went back to sleep. Uh, you're like, you're sleep a shitty husband. Then. I am a shitty <laughs> husband. She will be the first to say that. I know, but she gets up in the middle of the, the night to watch soccer with you because you're such a soccer fan. Right? Well, you know. I Manchester United. Yes. Wow. I, so the Yankees, basically, a professional. Soccer. I don't. I don't like challenges. I like <laughs> the easy things. You know. I I am wearing my Man U um, jersey. Is that what they wear? Man U. Yeah. That's what they call it. 
I think that's a club in on Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Next to Hamburger Mary's. In North Bend, Oregon. Gay joke. Uh, two lesbian high school students were told by their principal and a resource offer, officer. So women. What? The two women. What do you mean? Well, you said lesbians. Yeah, well, lesbian high school I students. D- right, but that's two. They're female. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... Why do... You well, couldn't they be men who, is I, I, who identify as women who are also lesbians? Well, then they would also be lesbians. Then. Right. Oh, so you just need lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> what are you focusing on? <laughs> but it's just, uh, you know, that okay. they, they, they're two female lesbians, not male lesbians, or uh, pan lesbians. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? Okay, I'm, I'm I'll tell turning, you later. I'm, I'll tell you later. I'm cutting your mic. Uh, so they were told by uh, their principal and a resource officer at the school that they were going to hell, and they were also forced to read Bible passages. Fellow students bullied them. And so it wasn't until the ACLU stepped in and took action that the principal and the other employee that they were fired okay but that's crazy right these this principal's just like you're going to hell start reading this book hmm. it sounds like a religious school is it a religious school i don't believe so i believe it's it like a, a public, public school? school yeah that, that doesn't sound right no no and meanwhile in north lebanon high school pennsylvania it's you were right, right around there right <laughs> where in north lebanon i've never been there it's near pittsburgh it is Okay. Sure. I never this left is, my I hotel. Just, I never left my hotel. No, no. I thought you went down to the river, right? Once. Yeah. And what did did you see them uh, fueling up their their nautical vessel? Right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't. I don't get the what, what's the reference? You know what? When you put fuel in a nautical vessel. Yes. What is that called? Fuel for a uh, a sea a seafaring vessel. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure if you understand. I, I do the understand the premise I'm, of comedy. I, I know I do not understand the premise of comedy. I'm no. not going to say boat gas. Oh, oh nuts! Oh, boat gas. Boat gas. Yes. Boat gas. Forgot so about that. There in at North Lebanon High School, administrators they were accused of not acting on reports of bullying, but at the same time they instituted rules commanding kids to smile while they were walking in the hallway, and if they did not comply, they were forced to go to counseling. That, like, what's, like, what kind of, like, weird, like, Orwellian universe are we living in where, like, people are forced to smile when they're walking down a fucking hallway? Does that, does that, like, doesn't that bother you guys at all? No, not really. No? Jesus Christ. Smiling teenager sounds good. Ugh. And mean. Wait, wait. This this was in North Lebanon. Not yeah. the, the the lesbians were in, in, in North, North Bend. North Bend. Yes. Okay. And in Christopher Columbus High School in Miami, they they had a they became a target on the internet because they had a tiger, a, like they had a jungle themed prom, and they had a tiger in a cage. I saw that. Yeah, as well as a couple of macaws, a lemur, a fennec fox, and like they were publicly shamed because they had animals in a cage. Like, has anybody been to a zoo? Isn't it the whole concept of a zoo is like animals in a cage that people like gawk at? So they were zoo animals that were just in another place being right. They were in a pop up zoo. Yeah, in a smaller cage. In yeah. a smaller cage. In at a prom. At a prom. Like, where, where, where's the is, line? What is wrong with the world today? Like, th- this is what's in the news. And meanwhile, like, like 
10 people were shot on Friday at a high school. Like, and nothing has been done about that. Like, like force those kids to smile in the <laughs> hallway. Jesus fucking Christ. And we're worried about girls holding hands at school. Like, nothing has been done in, about the shooting in Santa Fe, except they acknowledged it happened. And, oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. The, the Greg Abbott, um, the governor of... The of great state of Texas? great state of Texas. Gov- Please call him governor. Yes, he's, his he's honor. The, his honor. No, I think he's governor Abbott. Okay, well, he canceled a shotgun giveaway that was happening in Texas. Smart move. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. a day. Really, really thoughtful. Wait. Besides that, fuck all. <laughs> like, you know, Oliver North... Who was convicted during the Ar- Iran Contra gate? Yeah, yeah, what was he convicted of? Uh, it like was like lying to Congress. Lying or something? to Congress, but yeah. it was later. It was vacated later, so he was uh, freed. There's a whole episode of American Dad on it, basically, where they do like a schoolhouse rock singing about Ollie North and his gold. Yes, well, he, he he's a crazy person, and he is now the president of the NRA, and he blames the school shooting. Wait, what's Wayne gonna go do? No, no, he's. The spokesperson or whatever. He's the chairman, which is... Oh, there's different. Yeah, yeah. He's like... There's a hierarchy at the yeah. NRA. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. It's like I Legion should, of Doom. Yeah. I like should it. know this because I used to get their magazine accidentally sent to my home. Accidentally. I did. I'm not an NRA member, but... So, and if you are, it's fine. It's just I would get the magazine and it was pretty bad. So Oliver North, he blames school violence partially on Ritalin. Like, there was no evidence that the shooter in Texas yeah, was... Yeah, dude. It's called Adderall. Ritalin. No, no. Look, the the shooter in Florida, Florida was diagnosed with ADHD, but he was not um, on Ritalin. And he, but he was also an obsessive compulsive. He had uh, episodic mood disorder, oppositional defiance disorder, and a history of aggression. But yeah, he wasn't prescribed. Oh boy, Ritalin. what a, what a looker! Huh? I mean, I've been prescribed <laughs> Ritalin. I'm on Adderall now. How like, much? At, yeah, wh- whatever. Whatever you're on, you gotta have, dude. Oh no way, no way. I'm I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Like oh, sorry. He'll he'll tire himself. The second hour, yeah, he'll yeah. be asleep. Exactly. Curled up like a little kitty. No, that's what the next dose is all about. <laughs> but look, I don't want to go out and take up arms. And the, yeah, you might. Well, no, the problem isn't ADHD. The problem isn't gays or tigers at prom. Like the problem isn't even that we have like lax gun laws. Like but the problem is that we're just a culture of gun lovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, they're going to unring that bell from here, Marty. What are you uh, going to do? W- well, okay, get, get yourself a gun and get ready for the reckoning. Oh, uh, I, I just it angers me that the they, the gun lobby they bring up like, um, they bring up prescription drugs. They bring up abortion. What does abortion have to do with gun violence? They bring up religion, uh, video games. Sure, these are the problems with the like. They blame that there are too many entrances into schools. That is the problem. And yeah, where are you going to go smoke pot? You got to sneak out. Well, they say you can back. have as many exits as you want, but <laughs> there's uh, no entrance. Just one entrance. Yeah, so you can watch the kids, and then also unarmed teachers. That th- those are the big problems. That's why we have gun violence, and you know that's what they do in you know in Northern Europe and all the other developed countries. They have armed teachers. They have sure one entrance, and they have um, no abortion, and they have uh, d- no video games. So they're, they're all set there. That's why there are no gun shootings in Japan. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, that's gun, true. Gun, gun shootings, gun shooting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 to pee shooting. Go with it. it. It's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. So it is a cultural ju- thing. We're garbage people. And if yep. we did put in laws like tomorrow, there would still be another shooting. Sure. Yeah. And because th- these things also work in waves, like after right after the this shooting, there were I think uh, two other school shootings that were thwarted, uh, thankfully. But you know, the, 
kids are they imitate what they see in the media or just people in general do but i think that also plays in kind of the narrative that they've built essentially it's like nothing you do will stop it yeah i think that's that's the wrong well, right. sentiment and the wrong mentality uh, and if i could just go steal a line from a, a better writer from angel uh nothing we do matters all that matters is what we do it's better to have like a noble intent and try than rather be like ah, throw my hands up whatever that's nihilism i hate nihilism nihilism is defeat uh, sure yeah and and people want quick fixes but there are no quick fixes it's going to take 10 years it's going to take generations and so that's why like the the young gun movement or anti-gun movement today is is gives me hope that something will happen in the future but it's not going to happen tomorrow so it's depressing but people just be patient and uh, don't demand quick fixes i guess i don't know what do you guys think <laughs> No, keep going. You're, you're you know, on to something. I've said, I've preached, <laughs> I, I think I've, I've preached all I can preach. Yeah, there's nothing to be said. It, there, it's, everything needs to change. Yeah. That's yeah. It. They, don't, they don't do that over there. Well, at we the can deep. add to this perspective. We have in studio uh, John Sylvain, who is an actual father of a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, get right up on that. You can sit, get, sit down in front of the mic before you start talking. <laughs> Uh, well, this is good. This is good. Keep talking. Yes. Okay. Well, John Sylvain, I have known for decades, um, almost 30 years. Uh, that's crazy, right? 27 or so. I don't know. Yeah. Get right it's up on that mic, too. Time. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Imitate me. Uh, John, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I just put on some headphones that aren't connected to anything, so I'm going to take them off. No, well, you can connect them. That's oh, a good thing. Yeah. Okay. I could have done that for you, but I think that I believe in self-empowerment. <laughs> this kills a cu couple, five, ten minutes. Of yeah, just yeah, exactly. Plugging things in. And yeah. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, John. Yes. What's the question? Uh, we're talking about how you deal with the gun situation and, you know, how it's not a quick fix situation. It'll take generations to to to. To resolve, I don't know. How do you deal? Yeah, fixing the gun situation in terms of, of school shootings, school shootings, mass shootings. You know, just that getting rid of or changing the minds of our culture to be less gun crazy. Bruno. Well, I, I it seems to me that, um, well, first of all, I don't worry about things that I can't do anything about. So I don't worry about school shootings uh, at my son's school. Uh, they did have a scare recently. Um, and they uh, talked a lot about it, and they um, had assemblies. Down. They had assemblies. They they locked down the school and had every because there was somebody threatened something, and um, so uh, that was a little nerve wracking. But I I still think it's probably true. Uh, you're more likely to be hit by lightning than to be shot by a school shooter. Um, but more more students in the U.S. have been killed this year than in both theaters right now of war like more soldiers uh yeah like really in this, in this calendar year yeah this year more more children students. have died in uh students and teachers have died in shootings mass shootings than than in our ongoing wars in afghanistan and, and iraq yeah in iraq it's just shocking yeah well maybe we should try harder in those countries yeah <laughs> 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 That's the problem. <laughs> Who invited you here? <laughs> so for those, uh, to give you some background, uh, we, uh, so Chris Miller is, is a listener fan of the show and um, also a writer and uh, uh, video game and comic book and pop culture aficionado. Is that correct to say? Uh, 
yeah, that's a, that's a really nice way of saying I'm a nerd. Yes. Yes. Well, so and I think John is a great example, like uh, somebody who is a nerd as well. Of oh, yeah. Yes. Proudly. But, and like w- somebody who is fearless and and just uh, sees something uh, very um, goal. Not Are you goal oriented, would you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you've done triathlons. You've yeah. You've uh, made movies. You made a feature film, right? Yeah. Uh, you've written a novel. A couple. A couple novels. Yeah. You've directed theater. You've written yep. plays. Started a couple theaters. Started a couple theater companies. Mm-hmm. Which theater companies? Uh, Sacred Fools here in Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. is still going 20 years later. Yes. And uh, Annex Theater up in Seattle, which is going, still going 30 years later. Jesus I started Christ. that when I was five. Yeah, right, right. <coughs> That's uh, quite impressive. Uh, Thank you very much. Did I miss much. anything in, in your well, CV? Well, I, I was wondering, I was wondering uh, you, you once uh, gave me uh, credit slash blame for sort of starting your acting career. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, so I was in a, um, we were at my house. I think we were drinking whiskey on the porch or something like that. Yeah. And you said, uh, I'm starting a theater company. What you want to j- come yeah. and join in? And I said, I, why? I, I'm not. I don't act. And he said, well, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. And I thought about it. I'm like, all right. Okay. And then the next thing I was in your living room at the very first meeting of Sacred Fools Theater. Yeah. And now I have a SAG card. Yeah. And like two credits. You You're know? welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Fucker. <laughs> uh, well, I, if, if we go back to the, the gun thing, I think that the main problem is that we have, I don't think it's a generational thing. I think we should just wake up and, and say, okay, uh, uh, the, the Second Amendment uh, guarantees the right to bear arms in a re- well-regulated militia. Now, that means either that everybody can have whatever weapons they want, no matter what. I mean, because it, the, the intention was so that everybody would be armed like they were back in the revolutionary days. Right, So that they muskets. could overthrow, overthrow the, the government if it got out of hand or got too tyrannical or, say, started order—the executive branch started, you know, ordering around the— the Justice Department to investigate an investigation of itself because, you know, something like that, um, so that the the populace could rise up. Now the populace can't rise up with the the. We don't have tanks. We don't have right. Uh, well, fighter so jets. So, so that either we legalize tanks right. for everybody. Oh wait, I, I like where we're going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go okay. keep going. Yeah, and bazookas. So, yeah, oh. bazookas. And yeah, <laughs> I want a bazooka. I want a grenade. Yeah. I want the whole Why pull the pin you? and like. Count to three, and I do. I would do the Monty Python bit every fucking time. It would just be like that. That was count to four, or but not <laughs> two, but three. Two, I w- and five, I would do, and three, throw it, and I'd blow up. You know, yeah. some fucking Rabbit. some shop owner on Wilshire. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like so, David Koresh, he had uh, uh, this this cult thing. Yeah. you know, and he. He's held up. We as called like, it a movement when I was in it. <laughs> when you were but in you, it, your, your words are a little a little hurtful. So uh, I forget what year it was. Was it in the nineties? I I don't know. It was a long ass time ago. But he's held up as like this model for the the militia movement because like he stood up like as a martyr of sorts, you know, because he stood up for his against the invasive FBI and ATF. Oh, you know? so so that the they. They think that that's a good idea. So well, he's a hero. He's to a somebody, a martyr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so who but are the people that think that he's a hero? Because I just want to avoid them. <laughs> exactly. But he was a uh, he was armed to the teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his like women and children with uh, with you know big ass assault weapons. 
mm-hmm. and they managed to kill four ATF agents, but 76 of them were wiped out and the rest were arrested and, and you know, taken into custody. Right. My point being is that we don't have a chance, you know? Oh, right. Even if you are very well armed? Yeah. Well, what if he had a tank? <laughs> no, but my There's point... the problem. My point... What if he had... Yeah, exactly. We all, equalizer, right? So why does North Korea want nukes? Because when you have nukes, people treat you with respect. I want a nuke, you know? Yeah. Not to use it. No, 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 but to have it. To have it. As... You know, it, then people wouldn't screw with me. Right. You could open a theater company real fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to nuke yeah. this West Come Side building. Come see this play yes, and like I, it or else. <laughs> or I will bomb... <laughs> I like it. Just give guns to everybody. But yeah. then, but so if that's not real, I mean, so that's the the reason for the Second Amendment, really, right? right? Is to is to give people the power to overthrow the government, and and so this in between stage where we have okay, we we're going to fight any kind of reasonable regulation of guns, um, and and use it in this weird propagandistic way mm. where. They're trying to take away all of our guns because they want to destroy us. I, I was actually in Florida working. Oh, uh, poor thing. Yeah, it was it was awful. Yeah, um, it really was. And you were in Orlando, to, right? I was listening to what? You were in Orlando. Which is, yes, which I was. Is even I was worse. In, exactly. I was in Central Florida, which is a horrible place. By the way, sorry, my friend Brian, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love to come visit. I'm from Winter Park, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, the uh, the talk radio. I listened to AM talk radio for about five minutes and discovered. Did, did you Wait, know? did you discover that there's AM talk radio? No, that, I that just, still exists. I learned something. <laughs> I learned something in Florida, Central Florida, at this local AM talk radio. Did you know that uh, when they looked at the KGB records, it turns out the Russians never invaded, not because of our nuclear deterrent, but because our citizenry is armed. And the, the, this AM talk radio guy says it's actually the KGB records that were released after the fall of communism. Oh, proved it. Right. So that. They were like, going, yeah, no. they, they had all the ships loaded up. And they're like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Bubba has a shotgun. Yeah. We can't, and we can't blow up the United States because Bubba has a shotgun. So basically they all watched Red Dawn and thought it was a documentary. Yeah. 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 So I think that obviously the, the, if we, uh, guns, you know, guns kill people more efficiently than knives and machine guns kill people really efficiently. And um, so one of the main things is to stop allowing people to own machine guns. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I I also have been very confused my entire life about um, people talking about guns are are defensive. Mm -hmm. And I finally realized that that that's just bullshit. (laughs) I mean, I was always like, what do they mean by it's defensive? Like, what is... Yeah, like a house with a gun How? is more likely to have an accidental death because that's the price of defense. What is, yes, ex- and so what is, you know, what is, uh, a, a gun is a tool, but what is it for? Guns are for killing things and specifically people. I mean, guns are, uh, you know, also can be used to kill deer so you can eat them, but that's not why they were invented. They're They're for killing people. Right. So... If you just say, okay, a gun is not for protecting you from someone else with a gun, which would be like, uh, you know, Agent Coulson's shield and something Nerd. like that. Yeah. Nerd alert. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, I'm they're, for, they're for killing people. So what it, you should do, just all switch to swords and shields again. Get right up on that, that mic, be, Chris. That would make school shootings a lot uh, less bloody. 
I feel like that'd be more socially acceptable. Like, if you wanted to kill somebody, you would have to pull out a sword and actually fight. Well, yeah. Think about the, the dueling. I mean, you know, think about Aaron Burr and uh, Alexander Hamilton. Aaron Burr. Yeah, Aaron Burr. Anybody? Anybody? Wow. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Carbon dated you right there. <laughs> Not even dated you. Uh, half our audience doesn't know what that meant. Okay. Yeah. Half? 80%. That was a great commercial, though. Yeah, it was. For like those Gore, of you who Gore Verbitsky? Wait, somebody famous did it. Or yeah. really? Michael Bay or somebody who was a superstar. It was an early commercial. Oh. Why don't you describe a commercial for us? Oh, it's a guy trying to answer a trivia question and isn't right. And he's right. eating a. Well, On the radio. Whole, he always whole, listens to the radio. Oh, right. His right. entire man cave is festooned with right, Aaron right. Burr and pictures. One and of the early Hamilton references. Hamilton yep. reference. Yeah, so he's trying to answer the, the question of who killed Alexander Hamilton. And his mouth is full of peanut butter. And he says. And what so is it a commercial for? So he had a stroke, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what is it a commercial for? Uh, Got milk. Milk. Yeah. That was a good I one. thought it was peanut butter. No, I think it was a cookie. I think he was eating. A I cookie. think it was an anti-stroke. No, it was, he was eating a peanut. He was eating peanut butter. It was a peanut butter. Yeah, because oh, okay. peanut milk. butter and milk, and he didn't have any. Wow, that's a, like high allergy note, allergen notice right there. Yeah, I'm super peanut. triggered right now. Yeah, sorry, sorry, people. The odds of being shot by a gun in the U.S. one in 315. Odds of being killed by lightning one in 700,000. Odds of dying in a mass shooting one in 11,125. Darren Husted of Wolf Amsterdam, England, corrected you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. You've got to get used to that being on this show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's our, our resident fact checker. But well, if the, if the framers of the Constitution concerned. had just changed one word and just said musket, we'd be in a different world yeah. now. There'd be crazy killers just like loading that thing up in 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to kill all you mother... Like... It took yeah. like a minute and a half a to min- load the thing. <laughs> I mean, load the thing. This... It'd be hard, hard to conceal something that's six feet long. Right. <laughs> and not to mention your powder sack that's <laughs> off your belt. My, dang, I forgot, <laughs> forgot my balls. <laughs> Whatever they're called. Bullets. I don't know. What no, are balls. Balls? balls. Musket, yeah, balls. musket balls. 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 Forgot my balls. <laughs> so as somebody who is uh, starting out as a, a writer, do you have advice to, for Chris? Yeah. In terms of creating media, because you're somebody who has been fearless about you've you've seen, seen something and I you love just, that you call me fearless and you you just go out and do it. Yeah. So like like you didn't have any money to make the movie with, right? Like oh, the one I made twenty yeah. years ago that yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had I raised twenty five thousand dollars. Uh huh. And that was mostly went to food. <laughs> that was pretty much all. Yeah, that, that's that's the key is keep your crew fed. That that is the least thing yeah, you can do for, for people. People work for free, but you have to feed them. Yes, uh, but about like you know writing your novels. Well, that the, doesn't the, cost the, anything. No, the key. That's why I wrote them. Right. The the key to writing is write every day. Write every day. That's it. You know, and if you can't write every day, write almost every day. <coughs> and if you can't do that, write you know as much as you possibly can. <laughs> What if you can't do that? <laughs> if you can't do that, then you're not a writer. <laughs> I mean, I have lots of friends who are, think they're writers who aren't writers because they're not actually writing. I get paid as a, to be a writer, but I'm not a writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so do you still write every day? I write again every day now. I went for, I went for long periods where I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I actually just read this book um, called Deep Work by Cal Newport, and he makes a really good case for um, that the most valuable thing in, in, in our economy is focus. Yes. And it's also 
the hardest thing to achieve because we're just surrounded by, you know, distracting podcasts and phones. And yeah, people can you are pass me my Adderall and do? I'm, I'm due for another. I got to do a quick bump. Quick bump. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's blue nose it. Woo. Yeah. That's. Uh, so what he suggests is basically set aside uh, and you know set aside a time when you you turn off your uh, cell phone or put it aside and just turn off you know if you're writing on a computer set it up so you can't go to Facebook so because what happens is you get bored you get you get to a part where you, it's hard and you're trying to figure it out and your mind goes ah this is hard I think I'll distract myself what's going on on Facebook I, I think I'll just play words with friends for a minute I'll just do you know, two dots or, or maybe a quick session of, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever the kids do. What's two days. dots? Oh, I love that game. It's a really incredibly addicting game that I got rid of because I could not oh. stop playing it. It's really good. It's yeah. like Candy Crush, but with dots. Yeah, it okay. makes you feel smarter than Candy Crush because there's no yes. candy. And yes. it's on my phone. Yeah. Oh, I've played it a lot. Oh, it's okay. good. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you have problems uh, writing? I, I'm, I made an assumption that you're like... But, but no, are you are you a productive writer? Uh, I mean, I try to be as much as one can. Uh, yeah. kind of gets in the way, and it, I totally understand what you're saying, is you need to make sort of the time and the effort, I mean, if you're even going to consider yourself a writer. And I try to, at every chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, it's, it's weird, because if you ever actually read, I don't know if it's everywhere, but it feels like a lot of the time when you go to a new job and you read the contracts and stuff, you'll actually find that uh, sometimes they write in these work-for-hire clauses. So sometimes you're sort of de-incentivized from working, uh, you know, and writing, and that's kind of, you never know when inspiration is going to strike. Right. And so... Well, that's the thing. That's why you have to write every day, because you don't know when inspiration is going to strike. And so you have to, like, there's that book, Writing Down the Bones. Have you read that one? No. No. But basically it says, you know, write every day, and then, and then... Some of it's going to be shit, and some of it's. But then you don't have to worry about inspiration. Waiting for inspiration, you're just you're creating opportunities for inspiration to happen. Oh, I know. know. I'm just saying. uh, In some, I don't like it now. I think because of Neil Adams and uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, um, I always keep an eye out now for. In contracts, you sign what's called a work for hire, which is basically anything you come up with, the company you work for can claim it essentially, and it's always scary. So I I used to write a lot. Uh, on my lunch breaks and you know anytime I had to myself and I started seeing it pop up more and more and kind of de-incentivized doing it right because um, you know you don't want to get technicalities and big corporations but yeah I, I definitely hear what you're saying I actually uh, I've seen other writers say a lot of the same things like Neil Gaiman and yeah it is tough there there is always that moment of like Ugh, I, I kind of don't want to keep doing this I, I want to go do something more fun yeah. Writing sucks. Writing is painful. Like the most productive I was when was when I was house sitting for my parents, and this was, they they didn't. This is in the '90s, and they didn't have internet, and so I was just stuck in a house, an isolated house, like with a computer. So I just wrote the screenplay in five days, you know. Or, but I'd been working on it for a while, but, but uh, you know, I could finish it then. And since then, there's internet, and I don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I have my own two dots, you know. So, uh, but I totally. I, I totally know what you're saying, but so do you, how do you uh, defocus or how do you focus or how do you? Well, what I've been doing lately, and I, this is a practice that I sort of restarted about a month ago and it's very, it works great. So I just, I, I uh, get up, um, I make, you know, lunch for my son and, and my wife and then um, I plan my day uh, and the first part of the day, like from eight to 10 is writing and I just sit there and write. 
and I, you know, turn put my phone on uh, airplane mode so I don't get any uh, notices, um, and I just st- sit there and and write. And once you get into the groove, you know, then you you're kind of uh, excited and you get into that habit. And then I- the the main thing is is after the forty five first forty five minutes or whatever struggle is to just make sure you because if you allow yourself to be bored and not distracted, that's when real creativity and real work happens. Right. Uh, oh, I also forgot that you're you were an improv comedian. Improv comedian. Performer, yes. Yes. I think I did my first improvs with you. Yes. Yes, at uh, in Venice. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't we have... Um, when, wasn't there a theater space there that, that we used? In Venice, uh, remember? I remember we had a meeting at the Electric Lodge, which is on Electric y- Avenue. Yeah, and where w- didn't we do one acts there too? Remember? No, we did those on Pico in a small space oh, called the Wooden it. O. Oh, how do you remember this shit? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I think I had to pay for <laughs> right, it. I was about to say, like, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, because, oh, that's, anyhow. Steve, do you ever have problems writing? Yes. What do you do? Uh, steal. How do you mean? Like, find something. Th- like, the only success I had with a screened play was some advice. That <laughs> it was called Massablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Mix Cafe. <laughs> Say it ain't so, Mick. Uh, it was like, steal the structure from something that works, like something from the AFI Top 100, and just lay your characters over. Because you're, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. You're not going to understand what the structure. Was the, what was the... Uh, I'm not telling you. Come I on. ripped off a Billy Wilder script and just put... Bloop, my character's on it, and people are like, wow, this is just really funny. Uh-huh. It's well-structured. Like, yeah, it was it, it's better called, when it was called blank. It's called The Flat. <laughs> you know, it, it takes place in England. I didn't steal the apartment. Oh. All right. But uh, that's a good one to steal from. I well, just steal from Shakespeare. It's all, it's all been done before. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like 36 possible dramatic situations? That uh, hasn't I, been figured out? Yeah. There's some, some book I read in college. Yeah. And I, just think I think there's a couple more. You think that with only 36, they, they could just... Invent an AI to, to churn Oh, out. they are. They <laughs> it's are. It's coming. All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where Cassandra is. I thought she was going to be here. Hmm. Because uh, I wanted to talk to her about um, American <laughs> Idol. Oh, no. No, I didn't. So Kendrick Lamar was uh, performing Pulitzer Prize winning Kendrick Lamar. Really? He's a Pulitzer? Yeah. Yeah. Nobel, too? Not yet. No, no, I'm working on it. Soon. My wife said, uh, Kendrick Lamar won a Nobel Prize. I said, no. No. In music? (laughs) I don't think that they give those out. I actually (laughs) listened to some of the other uh, contestants, I guess, for the prize, and oh my God, it was always going to be Kendrick. It is the most, like, almost banshee wailing kids and a couple of other weird off-note music. Uh It's just terrible, and it's like, okay, it it was clear who was going to win this from the get. Are you a a Kendrick fan? Big, big Kendrick fan, and could you rap the entire song Mad City? Uh, probably. Are you asking yeah. me to do it? No, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> okay. Well, he was at the, in Alabama at the Hangout Music Festival on Sunday, and you brought a, a female fan on stage to rap that song. Uh-oh. She happened to be white, and then... Happened. <laughs> happened to be... <laughs> that day, or she does she identify as white, or is she always white? And uh, she... Happened to be. Yes. She dropped uh, the N-word oh, no. three times before Kendrick Lamar stopped her and said, 
no, you you got to bleep that one out, that word out. Mm. And, and because like the audience was turning on her mm. and uh, no, read the room, right? Read the room, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, what? How, what? how, how old I, a gal? Why don't you like me? You know, like a twenty-two year old standing yeah. in front of five thousand people. So she should have had the wherewithal to know that that was probably an unwise thing to to include in the song. But but is it like? If he's if Kendrick Lamar is inviting her to be on stage, yeah, yes, are, are those are those words actually in the rap? Yes, yeah. yeah. So then, shouldn't she be able to? No. Maybe he was trying to embarrass her. No, yeah, it, it was a publicity stunt, right? So, do you think he anticipated that? Yes, that's what I read today. That it was a stunt. Oh, I see. But I don't. I, I don't know. Actually, that, that that's interesting. Well done, though. Yeah, because well, we're, talk, we're talking we're about talking it. about yes. it. No, so wait, what did you it say? Got, it got the attention of the Nooner podcast. So yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I, and I, the listenership. It yeah. was literally as I was driving here, uh, not looking at the road, flipping through my phone. I went, "Oh, it was a, it was a, a stunt. So good, good w- stunt." Was he trying to make a a point and about make make a point and and we're talking about it worked. Yeah. Yes, that's great. That, that's really think, interesting. I mean, the Hangout Festival. Mm-hmm. I in mean, Alabama. In Alabama. Well, I don't know about. Alabama, but to me, when I think hangout festival, I see a whole bunch of twenty-something white people yep. lying around, right? Like you know, in their pajamas. That's what I. <laughs> so that that's it, it makes sense because then you'd say, where do I find a clueless white person to rap my lyrics, right? And then make a point about it. Well, I'll go to the hangout <laughs> in Alabama. In Alabama, yeah, and yeah, she's like. She said, uh, "I'm just I'm I'm used to singing it the way you wrote it." Oh, everybody, at, mm. at, as they're cleaning their apartment on a Saturday, should blasting it are saying the word. Yeah, it's just you got to read the room. Right. That's she's she's not so, improv trained. So should not, she's not <laughs> right. So should she, <laughs> Chris? Then should she be able to sing it as it was written in her in the privacy of her own home? No. What? Uh, just no. Just don't. No. Okay. When you're alone and it's you and your house, cool. Go ahead. Say no, no, that's what I was saying. Don't that's yell saying. it, but uh. when you're in public anywhere, I don't care how many colored friends you have. I don't care what you think. Just know. It, just save yourself the headache because it's always going to lead to something. Uh-huh. Uh, Q from the Impractical Jokers said it best. He goes, I listen to Wu-Tang every single day. I say every single word in the car, every single word in my house. As soon as I'm near anyone else, I edit myself. Well, just like how you shouldn't watch porn on your phone uh, on a plane. Like I'm sitting next to a guy like... Holy shit! He's watching anal porn as we're taxiing up the runway. Like, you watch it at home, watch it at your car, watch it at an elevator, watch it at your closed door of your office, but not on a plane. Yeah. And if you're gonna be on a plane, like, share. Like, hey, let, me, let me let me get a hit on that. Yeah. What, what, give who? me one of those earbuds, please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's so much better when you can hear it. Yeah. 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 It's you know it's a full sensory thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, so. Why, why uh, include the N word in music then? If well, it's like because that's his self-expression. That's right. his story to tell. In the right. same way that, you know, you go back to the original rap, and that was talking about what it was like to be black at the time. And right, that, that's. I mean, I get yes, it's karaoke. Yes, there's an invite. That's why you should. This is why you should never invite anyone to sing at your concert. I don't care how good you think. <laughs> well, you unless are. you're trying to make a, a, a statement, right? Well, Tom Petty did it at the Hollywood Bowl, and they had the same thing. Somebody <laughs> just added a bunch of N words to a Tom <laughs> Petty song, but the crowd loved and it. And I'm free, free beep. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, okay. I don't think there are any N words in Tom Petty's. No, I, I think that was a wise. That'd be a deep cut. That was one of his better decision career decisions is to not include the N word in. What's in the Patty Smith, the the punk rocky poety singer from the seventies? Uh-huh. She's got a song with the N word in in the title, right? I don't. And she's a white woman, right? Look it, look it up, look it up. Okay. Look, There's an quick. episode of Walker Texas Ranger where it just pops up casually. It's not censored or anything. Uh, the song is called "Rock and Roll Nigger," and. It was uh, released in 1978, and don't know. Th- I don't know that song. No, I don't know any Patti Smith, but I just remember seeing that as as like a young. I'm like, whoa! That, a white woman just is, said that. Ooh, yeah, that would not roll these <laughs> days. <laughs> no, uh, th- it's interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm so interested in what what he meant to what he was what motivated him to do that. I think exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like to talk about it and to right. also it's like sort of like I, I'm the at the peak of my game and this is me announcing to everyone it's not cool. Don't what do you, don't what do, do you, it. What do you guys think about um the whole uh Lenny Bruce's uh take on language with with Yeah, these? you have to explain to the well, the children who Lenny Bruce is. Yeah, I, okay. I I know because my parents were weirdos and made me listen to it and it is uh, uh he's a comedian from the fifties and sixties. Fifties and sixties, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so basically his his take was that we give these words way too much power, and he used to say them all the time on stage. Yes. And uh, I've always sort of thought that that was true, but now I feel like I'm the only one left who thinks that. I mean, there's the N-word is so charged, can't, you know. Well, that was the bit, If you and it's a great fucking movie, uh, Lenny, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's Who directed that? What's that famous guy's name? The uh, theater director? Uh, Mike Nichols? No. No, 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 no. Uh, did Cabaret. And oh, oh Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse. That's right. There's no bad Bob Fosse movie. Like, just go see them all. But the bit Aren't is... two of them? There's uh, like four. Lenny Bruce them. is a Jewish comedian. He comes out on stage in the Greenwich Village, and he says, are there any N-words here? And, and every, it's like no laughs. Every, and then he says, are there any kikes? Are there any, and he says all these words, and then the bit Why says... Why didn't he say K-word? Because I'm a Jew. And oh, I, it's my word. It. We can right. say that. I'm going to get you did on stage. chinks? I can say it, okay? And the bit is, the more we don't say it, the more value it has. So mm-hmm. he just wants to say it and say it and say it, and the word will just become like uh, my favorite swear, ding-dong, which I, I was actually telling my mom recently, I'm trying to not swear, and I'm trying to use old-fashioned words, like, look at this turkey, and yeah. oh, this guy's a meatball, rather than... Zoons! Wait, what? Yeah, Zoons, God, God's wounds. Zeus's wounds. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's the that's the bit, and and I bit I was with you until about ten years ago, and then I said, nah, I think the I'm reading the room. It's like, no, I I, don't, I agree. Don't, I mean, don't, I, don't I, say it. I I don't think that I I'm I'm not uh, married to it, but I just feel like we've gone we've gone so far the other way. But here's another question. Now you mentioned these words like that you can say, and you know I can say frog because I'm French Canadian. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, oh, you're French Canadian. Yeah, okay, okay, French okay. Canadian. That's the word for well, French Canadian. Honky. Um, sure. Uh, the but the fact that some people can say a word and other people are forbidden from saying it is also kind of strange. I mean, that's a strange aspect to it. Yeah. I also. Yeah. I mean, I. People can say Jew around me, and I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's not a derogatory. Well, word. What, whatever. Keep kike. I don't know the. I don't. Who, no, who says that? I, no one, because the Jew is enough. <laughs> Just put a fucking in front of it. You're like, oh yeah, I know what you're saying. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, they had a hard run of it. We're slaves, and I think some almost exterminated in the 40s, and they don't care. I don't know. It's just different. I, I, I don't have an answer to that Who one. was exterminated in the 40s? The Jews. Oh, oh, almost oh, exterminated. Oh, no, oh, oh, yeah, that's the right. Jews. Yeah, that's what I forgot. I thought you were talking about the N-word. No, no. Or, or the, the C-word, or the A-word, or the B-word, or the F-word. Sorry. You can just go down the line. Yeah. And there's a word probably with every letter. Yeah. So it... it Actually, Darren said uh, he he tweeted us an article, and it's uh, fans accuse Kendrick Lamar of setting that woman up oh. uh, when he stopped the show. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think it's. I it's mean, it would it would be a little weird. I don't think he needs the PR at the moment. I yeah, mean, he just that album was on fire. It still is, and he just did the Black Panther album. I don't right. Feels like you do something like that when you want the attention for something upcoming. He switched mics there. Just grab grab that one. Right. All right. Musical mics. Yeah. Better? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so the, did you, speaking of uh, airplanes. Yes. There was a, a flight to North Carolina. Guy peeing. <laughs> Loved it. Why do you get to the punchline? Uh, there's no punchline. Guy peed on no, a plane. He no, was no, so no, drunk. No, no. He was just pissing he in was, his seat. No, he... He was that was the guy with the porn? Same guy? He was no. No, he was groping women on the flight. He yes. was on his way to visit uh, an ex-girlfriend. Sure. And he was, like, really excited and started talking inappropriately to women and groping them. So they moved him to his own seat. And this poor woman was, like, stuck sitting next to this gropey guy who was asking her weird questions. And then he just started peeing into the seat pocket yeah. in front yeah. of him. Just and she filmed oh. it. Yeah. He pulled it out and peed. He in just peed oh, yeah. sitting in a seat. Yep. And that, he's just that's what we call pants. a baller. <laughs> yeah. He got some good arc there, you <laughs> yeah. know. I I'm, a dri- a, I'm a dribbler. I'm a pee shy person, <laughs> you know. I don't know if I'd get anything out. They have bathrooms on planes, right? right? He, just, uh, he just was like, fuck it. I'm going to piss on the Westway or the uh, American Airlines <laughs> in-flight magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Frontier Air- Airlines. <laughs> for yeah, maybe they don't have a bathroom then. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they don't have a magazine. Oh, right. He, t- he, thought he saw the bag there, and he's like, I can do that. Oh, yeah, well, that's what it's for. Right, that it's waterproof. You know, there's a, there's a lot of time when you're on a flight where you can't go to the bathroom because they have the seatbelt sign on. So yeah. Maybe he was like, I got to go, and I want to obey this rule. Which rule? Which rule? Yeah, who maybe says it's wrong? Yeah, which rule am I supposed to? F- you can't pee uh, in public. You, you can't pee in the, and I have to pee. What should I do? I mean, you know, have a little compassion for the guy. <laughs> it's such a great so piece the woman of video. Who filmed it's it. so good. Oh, filmed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I saw. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. You you see the arc? And he just pulled his penis out. He was sitting. I think the chair was back. Like he was in the relaxed position, well, and he, he just was pretty slumped over. He too. arced his urine into the seat back in yeah. front of the, the little seat pocket. Tray, in front. Tray pocket. Yeah. Yeah, he's just. Oh, it's so great. And he so didn't try and hide it. He didn't push it to the side. I'd be too embarrassed. It's so. So good. the woman who who was sitting next to him starts screaming. He's fucking peeing. He's peeing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the flight attendant comes up to her and says, you need to calm down ah! and stop cursing. <laughs> and didn't even notice the guy was fucking peeing. Uh, but he was uh, arrested uh, when they... When they landed? When they landed, Oh, yeah. this was midair. They were in yeah, the Oh, well, they were midair, yeah. Oh, boy. And this woman who was... Arrested for what? <laughs> exactly. What, who says We're it's illegal to... Uh, so the woman who was stuck sitting next to him... Had her bag fees waived. Fantastic. 
And she got a $200 voucher for another her next Frontier flight. Blackout oh dates apply. <laughs> <laughs> Some restrictions apply. So that's what do you got to do to get a free flight? <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy got on top of the seat and took a giant <laughs> shit, then sat in it, then took his butt and made fucking <laughs> Pollock Ask art angels. all over the, my seat. Well, wave your, wave <laughs> yeah. your bag, feed. Here's, here's a, a drink coupon. <laughs> go, to, go to town. En- enjoy Chili's Junior $25 gift card. Chili's Junior. Yeah, there's like, is there, or Chili's 2. I'm I, sorry. I don't I, know. I, I, I don't know. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. This guy's my hero. I love it. He's amazing. So, <laughs> but if you, so you could set it up so you get on the plane with your wife and then you, you just pee and then she gets some good stuff and you share it. But she has to that, get arrested when you land. No, you have to get arrested. Oh, you have to get arrested. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's like a, a present for her. Small price to pay. He had a guy had a $25,000 bond put up, you know. Yeah. You know, to pay. Um, How did it go with his ex-girlfriend? <laughs> That's all I care yeah. about. He's going to see an ex-girlfriend? Totally what, got what? the hookup. Oh, totally got, got the, the booty call. Yeah. Had too many uh, Hennessy's before he got on the flight. Yeah, it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smodco Internet Radio Network's, I don't know, something show, podcast. There you go. Professional, right? Yeah, very. Yeah. That was very nice. And it was two minutes early. Uh, but that's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to reset my watch. Damn. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's something that we do um, on when we have guests. Coming at you in threes. <laughs> Gonna put you at ease If you like it rough Well tough You can party softballs What? Marty softballs Oh, oh, cool Yeah, just ask you some just Softball questions? Yeah, I'll ask so, both of you uh, Can Everybody. I ask you a question before we do that? Sure Who did all the cool music that you guys have? Brad Stark oh, Do you remember cool. Brad? No Oh, alright, well <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Fr- How friends, do I know of Brad? Dan, friends of Dan. We uh-huh. all went to, you know, he he's. Well, I, I, but okay, I guess. Yeah. I so know. Dan Dan Etheridge and uh, John and I, we all know each other from way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in the very first uh, show that you directed. Yes. The Fatty Arbuckle Spook House Review. Yes. Which is a spectacular show. Yes. Darren wanted to know. This is not part of the um, the uh, softballs. So but this wa- will be hard. Uh, y- yeah, he wanted to know. Um, Oh, he just said he was looking at the, the Wikipedia page for Sacred Fools, and three notable productions caught his attention. Neverwhere. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we did Neverwhere. Yeah. Did, did he come and see it? Yes, he did. Really? Neil Gaiman came and saw it. Wow, uh, that's great. I wasn't there, but yeah. yeah, everyone was very excited. Yeah. He's a real character, huh? Uh, uh, well, he just came and saw the show. I don't know if he <laughs> oh. acted like a character. <laughs> I think he sat, stood next to people, and they took pictures. With oh, him. that's nice. And he said, I liked it. Uh-huh. So that was it. That's <laughs> the story. Forbidden Zone. That yeah, yeah, we d- did Forbidden did, Zone. Did Danny Elfman come see it? Uh, Danny. Uh, His brother did. I don't right? know if Danny actually came, but his brother Richard directed was, it. Richard was involved with it oh. a lot. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, he didn't direct it. Uh, Scott directed it. Ah, right? uh, no, no, uh, uh, like it. Yeah, no, but I mean the original movie. So the Forbidden Zone oh, was the yeah. original movie that was that was where Oingo Boingo first appeared, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or well, the, sort of. Sort that, that was uh, part of. Yeah, I guess the they story, were called yeah. something. The, the Knights of Oingo Boingo. The Knights of Oingo. It was a longer, longer name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's a it's a wacky, wacky movie. Yeah, and yeah, and it was a wacky, wacky production. Yeah, and and uh, you know, just like the movie, 
the movie's great if you're stoned. Right. Um, but you know, if you're not, then you're like, why? Why? I mean, part of the part of the have you guys seen the movie Forbidden Zone? A long time ago. Yeah. Part of part of the appeal is you can't believe somebody actually took the time to make this because mm-hmm. it really seems like it's completely random. Yeah, I know terrible that it's good kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Killer Clowns from Space. You yeah. know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a good movie. No, it is. Well, it yeah, is. watched it recently. That's it's great. Not. It's, it's awesome. So cornball, and it, but it's intentionally cornball. Like I think the for- Forbidden Zone doesn't feel intentional, right? Right. It feels like somebody some, something happened in somebody's mind. Right. And, and then like Richard Richard Elfman's mind, and then he convinced a bunch of people to do stuff. For a long time, it took months to make it. I years actually. But yeah, a guy I know, Carl Borak, he he uh, produced that movie. Oh and wow! Yeah, and name I guess drop. it made money. Yeah, I'll, I'll name drop it. I just remember because I just remembered his name. But uh, f- so, how was the show? Um, uh, it was fine. Yeah, it was a mess. I mean, I big Sacred Fools has is not short on ambition. No, we we've done some we did some crazy shows. Yep. Uh, yep. Do Android dr- Androids dream of electric sheep? Yep. I'm actually wearing uh, socks inspired by that right now. Actually. Oh, are they made <laughs> of wool? Are, no, th- are they made of Android wool? Oh, all right. All right. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's, uh, Very a cool. cool little company that uh, if you buy from them, a good portion of the proceeds go to literacy programs in New York. Oh, nice. But I just saw the electric sheep and I was like, Blade Runner. Is that AT6LA or no? Uh, you know what? I just got it at my local bookstore. I'll have right. to look it okay. up. Okay. And how did that show go? Do, have you seen every Sacred Fool show? Every main, main one, stage? but one or yeah, I missed one, and apparently it was awful. I'm not going to mention what it was. Okay, was I oh, in actually it? it was two. There were two mo- two that I missed uh-huh. because people told me they were just horrible. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you what they are. All right, <laughs> <laughs> let me guess. Okay, <laughs> wait, are these are these face. the softballs? I'm, I'm no, lost. no, no. We're, we're still. Well, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, This is the hardball. Oh, this is Tyson that was asking this. Oh, okay, Sorry. Um, <laughs> was asking about these. I'm or so confused. These and we did Burning Chrome. That was a pretty ambitious one. Yeah, that was that was, was pretty. Yeah. The William Gibson one. Mm-hmm. He did not come and see the show. No. Nope. No, nope. I was in that one. Oh, um, you were? Yeah. Don't oh. you remember my memorable performance? No. What, who did you? Who were you? Uh, I don't. I think I had like one line or two lines in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh it, yeah, now I remember. It was brilliant. <laughs> He just shrugged me off as if I didn't, <laughs> as, as if I wasn't here. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a crazy one. Yep. Doing VR on stage, you know, or plugged in, you know. Yep. Adam Bitterman. So okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, this goes to the f- the very first <laughs> softball, <laughs> and this goes to both of you guys. <laughs> What's your favorite piece of science fiction? See, it's a softball. It's really easy. Yeah, I know. Well, I just read I just read something really, really spectacular uh, by uh, it's a series by uh, I think her name is Anne Lackey. And her first uh, was her first novels. And it was uh, three uh, books called Ancillary Mercy, Ancillary Sword and Ancillary Justice. And they're the main character is a a. The, the the ships the AIs in this universe in this world have um, people that are like extensions of them. So the, the what happens is the people get basically their nervous system taken over. And they get turned into basically robots. So the ship 
um, the main character is one of those individuals, and the ship has been destroyed. So this is like a, a robot who's no longer attached to the, the spaceship. It used to be, so in other words, the main character used to be a spaceship. Oh, okay. Also like a hive mind thing and then getting disconnected. Yeah, and, and part of the thing is that uh, this ship was in love with one of its lieutenants. And 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 what and the the leader of the anyway it's they're awesome, okay they're awesome just a just a plug for Ancillary Justice and Lecky that's L E C K I E that takes shipping to a whole new level. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Two uh, people will appreciate that joke. Both nerds. Uh, Imperial Raj. Imperial Raj. Yeah, that's okay. the trilogy. Yeah. Okay. A- almost every everything in the um, the book is uh, unpronounceable. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 main hero's name is Breck. Breck yeah, she Breck gives Q? herself she gives herself a name Breck with a Q at the end, yeah. no U. And that's, she's that's annoying, actually. Well, if you can't say it in your head, like that, that's uh. the, the the leader of the universe or the the empire of the Raj Empire is named. Just fuck you. I, hate and I really do hate that when you cannot God pronounce damn it. the character's name. I was in your about head. to read your goddamn book, and Lucky, but now I'm not gonna. You could read it silently. Uh, but no, because I'm gonna say it in my head, and if I can't pronounce it. I guess you could scan the book and then search and replace and have it just be like Phil and yeah, <laughs> Larry <laughs> and. Dorothy, yeah, just and, real, and, uh, you know, it takes place in Kansas. Kans- or just something, just like the Kansas Empire. It's the opposite of the Hollywood thing. Yeah. yeah, we really liked your book. Could you set it on Earth? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. What about you? Uh, all right, well. Okay, remember uh, the, the mic thing? I okay. guess I'm going to yeah, go. show my age a little bit. Um, if I have to go sci-fi, I'm going to have to say the Mass Effect series. Uh Based on the oh the video games, yeah, the video okay. games. Uh, simply because it kind of touches on Kruger's thing earlier of take an idea, steal it, and make it better. And Mass Effect is essentially take from everything sci-fi that came before you, like uh, you know spaceships, warp drives, war, and then make it better. They added Lovecraft. Can you make warp drives better? Is yeah. it possible? Yeah. All right. They made just it make blue. them faster. <laughs> yeah, make them blue and fast. Uh, did you like war- uh, Mass Effect Three? Yeah, I, I don't have the problems that everyone else ran. So basically, for uh, those of you not 20, uh, <laughs> it was a video game series where choice was such a huge uh, part of the, the entire series. Everything you did mattered. Characters would die, not come back. It was like and D&D. They had naked aliens, too. There was a lot of naked aliens. Yeah. Yes. You were yeah. almost uh, Kirk. <laughs> Just a little. But yeah. basically, at the end, uh, when the game came out, essentially none of your choices mattered. Uh, you had one of three very bland endings, and the internet, as it tends to do now, uh, kind of had a fit and we're very mad and we're sending a lot of messages to the developers to the point where they felt bullied and we're like, all right, we're going to go back. Th- this is this. with number three, you mean? With three, yes. Yeah. And then people didn't like the, the uh, graphics. They, and Yeah, they yeah. expanded on the endings to make it like, all right, so what you did, this character did die and this did this and it it didn't ultimately matter. But I, I'm i more of the journey than the destination kind of a guy. So for me, it was like, no, I loved this ride. I love these characters yeah. that I've known for nigh on seven years and yeah. it's like, you know, there was real progression. When you can tell me a really good story, I don't care what medium it is. I'm if I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued, and I'll stay with you. That's the whole point. Like if if reading a novel is that it's a curated like a, a journey. You know, you don't have a choice in it. And so I think video games should, to a certain degree, they they benefit from from ha- you know leading the the audience along. 
I think that's why people are kind of split with video games because video games can. I mean, we think video games. You think you know Madden. You think Call of Duty. You think these really nonsensical kid on the couch getting high playing it. But when it's done right and done by people with a passion, uh, like Neil Druckmann did The Last of Us, which is a great uh, story. Which you know, if you read The Road or you know anything like that, it's a father daughter kind of a tale. Uh, just set in an apocalypse, and it's a drama about survival and the human spirit, and ends in a and zombies. Well, zo- well, yeah, zombies <laughs> and zombies. Did you play it, John? No, no. But you know, saw about it. it, saw it, saw the beginning of it. Yogi was making a case for your son for buying it. Yeah, he's yeah. my son. It's, it's when he really was eleven, mm-hmm. and we looked at it and said, "No, no, not for an eleven-year-old." <laughs> an eleven-year-old dies in the very beginning of yeah. it, so. She gets gunned down in front of you, so it's not a great way to start that game. Yeah. Spoiler, Jesus! What about you, Steve? <laughs> I'm not a guest. You know, or am I a guest? <laughs> I, don't, I thought I'm exempt from no, this no, question. No, no, no. It's for everybody. Okay, Blade well, Runner. I'll, right? I'll, Blade uh, Runner. That's okay. not the name. That, that Blade Runner is written by William S. Burroughs and has nothing to do with Android. But it's, it's not just about books. It's about wow. any. Oh, you, s- you said <laughs> books. No, I said, what's your favorite piece of science, science fiction? fiction? Oh, 2001. Oh, the book choice. and the movie together because oh. I watched the movie and I went, I don't understand what happened. And then you read the book and it's like reading the script. Oh, this is what happened. Oh, cool. It's ex- so they're like a two-hander. And, then and it's a very good movie. And you just do both on peyote and then you're like... <laughs> Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah. sorry. Uh, wow. All right. That's shocked good. you there, didn't I? No, no, no. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good answer. No, no, no. It's no. a good answer. Was not shocked. And so it's all about the next evolution. And Flash Gordon, the movie. Oh. That's just my fucking uh. favorite. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think that's going to be a part of the uh, Freddie Mercury biopic. The uh, What are we doing now? What the, what the fuck? Uh, it's a knockoff of Star Wars. You know, just sing some shit. I, uh, I, would, I would just thought of uh, Children of Men. I really liked the movie. I didn't read the novel, but mm. I thought it was a great, a great yeah. movie. Really Holds well, up. Really well directed, mm-hmm. incredibly directed, mm-hmm. well acted, and a, a good story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I like those post-apocalyptic kind of movies, mm-hmm. stories. Wait, so would you consider Fury Road science fiction? Mm. That's a, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What's, no, where's the science? Where's well, the, the lore? Kind of changes based on the movie because originally huh. it was just everyone ran out of resources. World War Three, and then now in the new one, it seems to be implying that there's more to it, and kind of I don't know. It's weird. It changes. No one's ever actually penned it down exactly what happened. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Next softball. What scared you as a kid? We'll go around the table. Same order. <laughs> Same order? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, what scared me as a kid? Um, well, you know, I used to have this totally crazy fear that still comes up today that when I walked in front of a fire station that the uh, doors would suddenly swing open because there was a fire and the trucks would like race out and squish me. Did Instantly, you, did you see? Be like, <laughs> even when you saw how slowly they go up, yeah. <laughs> well, I I ran past them, so I never actually. You saw never that. knew, yeah, yeah. And I still have that. Every time I go by a fire station, I still go, "Oh goodness!" Oh. At any moment, yeah, could get squished. Chris, uh, are we going just scary noises, or are we going deep? It's whatever, whatever it means to you. I uh, as a kid, I guess it was sort of the idea of fading into oblivion and that doesn't mean death that means like not having like an impact no one remembering you essentially just you're gone you didn't matter you're, you're gone mm. uh, and that's actually because of a video game that actually asked that question when i was five and i hadn't thought about it until Whoa. i read that what and so it became an idea of like because it asks you in a video game uh, kingdom hearts it says like what are your what is one of your biggest fears and it has three options for you to choose from and if you pick any of the options 
it expands on them. Oh. And so it like reads you. And one of the options was like being forgotten. I was like, all right, that sounds nonsensical. I'll that doesn't it. sound fun. Well, that sounds like a terrible game. What it, like putting these horrible like existential thoughts into like a five year old's brain? Does this game it's like a Scientology? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a indoctrination yeah. tool. Yeah, this is Disney indoctrination. Are you hooked up to an e meter or an Xbox? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's heavy. I so mean, yeah, I, I was a weird kid. I still, I'm a weirder adult. But yeah, that was kind of my fear of like, all right, nothing matters. The nihilism essentially. Right, and you hate nihilism. I mean, hate's a strong word. But I just find it really annoying. Mm. So you didn't like those guys in the Big Lebowski? <laughs> no, uh, it's a great movie. Yes, but except for those characters, are the nihilists. <laughs> Steve, Bigfoot. <laughs> Remember that that Super Eight footage of him mm-hmm. running around? I saw that as a kid, and I lived near the woods, and mm-hmm. I was just convinced that he was going to rip my arm. Oh, he was also in the Six Million Dollar Man. I was about to say, and he ripped his arm. Uh, yeah. uh, Steve Austin's arm off. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was really upsetting. But see, like, so I thought my arm was going to get ripped off by a Bigfoot. That but when you see the six million dollar man, it's just like it's it, so it, bad, it's so bad. <laughs> so it 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 actually took the fear of Bigfoot away from me, you know. Well, I, and then I, I think it was like in Search of or some show oh, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. eighties yes, that, that with that, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, they would do all these shows that would scare you about Bigfoot, and right. so I was convinced he was a, a thing. And then I I watched the footage on YouTube years later, and I'm like, this is terrible, like yeah. it's so badly done, and I happened to have worked on a bad horror show uh, where we had like a Bigfoot. And I remember my friends who I worked on it with, his son said he he can't sleep at night. He's so scared. But like by that guy that we put in a discount Chewbacca outfit and had run by the kid. Right, like, right. You that was so bad. But I... You he, scared somebody. I scared somebody. That's awesome. I remember, oh, I remember. That's cool. It took very little to scare uh, a, 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 child. a child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to have nightmares about Count Chocula, you know, like and Booberry, like you know, they were a little scary. They were a little scary, but no, I was scared of cemeteries because we had this. Like, I think my sisters instilled it in me that, like, oh, if you go by a, a cemetery and you, if you breathe, then the spirits will enter you. And so I would always hold my breath. Nice. And even to this day, I still do that. Uh, well, oftentimes. Hmm. Um, but and then, but then it w- you know would be really terrifying because I'd be like breathing, and then I would see that we were at a ce- by going by a cemetery, and I'd freak out, you hmm. know, because that. I opened myself up for spirits. Um, let's see. Okay, Tyson says that he couldn't pick one science fiction story film to hold above all else. Very difficult. Well, sure, but that's. I guess it's not in the spirit of softballs. Then no, it's that was actually kind of hard. Yeah. I, I want to mention something else uh, since you mentioned to Kirk. One of my favorite things in all of science fiction and pop culture is when, in the original series, he's there. There were those thousand-year-old androids. And one of them is really one of the hottest women who's ever been filmed. and But she's a thousand-year-old android. And Kirk kisses her and just basically wipes out her programming and confuses her. Oh. I just love the fact that Kirk, all Kirk had to do was kiss her. And she's just like, I, I, I had this artificial intelligence that was worked for a thousand years. And now I don't know what to do because you're so sexy. And the interesting thing is that Shatner just sells that. I mean, that's the thing about Shatner is like, He's not really that sexy, <laughs> but he acted sexy, mm. you know? He just was so good at acting cool that you just accepted that. And that's season two, episode 20, Return to Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> you just pulled that out of your head, huh? Yeah, it's I just amazing. happened to know it. And 
Do you remember the, the uh, android's name? No, but she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> How dare you? Well, I mean, the woman now. How the dare actress you? playing her. She's probably, Who probably dead. I think it's Diana Muldor. Mm, sounds oh. familiar. All right. Yeah, she was also on uh, McLeod. Oh. And, uh, and actually came back to uh, TNG. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay, last one. What scares you now? See, it always ends with a little... A little oh, bring it all back. School soft. shootings. School shootings. They don't, you said that you, you aren't scared of things that you don't, you don't have in No, I don't worry over. about them. Oh, but you're still terrified of them. I'm, no, it's more I'm, I'm afraid of things that might hurt my son. Right. That's fair. When, he's, when I'm not around. Are you overprotective of him? Uh, I try not to be. Because uh, my, my wife and my, uh, my mother-in-law really, really, really take care of that. <laughs> so I get to be the voice of reason. He spent every weekend at the Ren Fair unsupervised. I don't know. With a sword in his hand. With a sword in his hand. I don't know how good parenting that is. Yeah. But you wouldn't let him spend the night there. Well, for instance, when I gave him a ride, that one, I mean, it was five weekends. Mm. And when I gave him a ride, I left him there and came home. And then when Shelly, my wife, gave him a ride, she stayed in Irwindale, mm. which is, you know... It's commitment. Uh, yeah. She didn't go to the Ren Fair, but she stayed There's in the area. There's nothing in except for the Ren Fair. There's it. a really nice coffee house called Mantra that's filled with uh, Azusa Pacific students, and they have really good Wi-Fi. And it's very comfortable. And okay. And hopefully they'll become a sponsor of Nooner. Yes. <laughs> Brought to you by Mantra. Uh, okay. And uh, Jenny Marie, was uh, as a kid, was always scared of big trucks, and they still make her nervous. That's that's a reasonable fear. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Things that scare you now? Uh, in this world, pretty much everything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just every day. Is the, I saw a meme last year that fit perfectly. It was going back to Star Trek. It was Patrick Stewart with his hand over his face, going like, you know, damage report. It's every day. There's something new to be scared of, and I think that's that's part of being in society now. Is we're we're trying to scare each other. We're trying to get each other's attention, and I think that. I think the world and, and the way people act, like the cult of personality that has really taken over with stuff like Kardashians, stuff like that, that freaks me out. I've, I've seen people. But how does that harm you? It just, it scares me for the future because if people are so like, I feel like in a lot of ways, and this is not a criticism, but we've kind of left religion behind as much as we used to. Things aren't how they were. And I think people don't need that, but look for that. And they devote themselves to celebrity and that kind of a thing. And that's why you have, people who defend like blatant racism people who defend like these horrible things and these horrible people and that freaks me out it's always worried me i have friends who exhibit you know cults personality and it's mm-hmm. that scares me because that seems almost inhuman to just all right i'm gonna devote myself to this to this idea to this person right is is yogi into fandom like that no yeah no yogi's kind of is very uh strange Mm-hmm. And atypical in a lot of ways. Like he listens to Irish fiddle music. Mm-hmm. That's what he listens to. Really? Does he? Yes. Does he like the Chieftains? Yeah. I mean, there's only a couple fiddlers there, but you know. He likes. Yeah, he likes the Chieftains. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's very Renfair of him. Yes, he's very Renfair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Enough. That's let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move on. Move on. Why? Well, <laughs> honestly, I could just as as a geek myself, I can make fun of geeks. Right. So I could go on and on about making fun of a certain geek who lives with me, but I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> we're not making fun nice. of him. I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> no, we're not making fun of him. I think that it's fine. I, I listen to my fair share of uh, Irish 
folk music, you know? You do? Yeah, I actually had I had a pretty big selection of the you know Dubliners and the, the uh, chieftains. And you're just you're just fitting right into that stereotype right now of of Asians who love Irish folk music. How dare you? I'm not a fucking stereotype. No, start. It's kind of how like like la, Southern California Latinos are really into the Smiths. Like it's just this weird. Yeah. You should be yeah. like you should start like yeah. Asians are really into. Irish folk music. Yeah, Chris, are you into Morrissey? Are you a Morrissey guy? No. <laughs> How dare you? You're not... Don't you... You have a certain stereotype. to the stereotype. Yeah. I'm not going to... No, if you said anyone other than Morrissey, probably, but not Morrissey. Yeah. No, but he's... Kruger's right. Like, punk is such a huge thing in the Latin community. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's crazy. Well, I wouldn't... No, wouldn't call Morrissey punk. No, I'm not saying Morrissey. I'm just saying punk is, is big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what scares you, Steve? As an... As a what? As a <laughs> go ahead, say it. Entitled white male. Nothing. <laughs> Everything is fucking great. I wake up and I. I mean, I've been in a car accident. That was fun. I was like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. If you die in a plane a- a crash, your spouse gets a shitload of money, so it's a win-win. And I especially get especially if you pee at the same. Yeah. Time. Well, I'm <laughs> into the mouth of a stewardess. <laughs> Make sure she gets fifty thousand extra miles for this. <laughs> Suck it, Phyllis. Um. Uh, I've been beat up and had medical stuff, and I'm like, whatever. Yeah, you just go to the doctor. So I, I don't really fear much other than paying too much for something. <laughs> Speaking of stereotypes, stereotypes. <laughs> like I bought a bath mat last night because we don't have one, and I was like, I think I paid too much for this. <laughs> and then I went home and went online, and went, oh, shit, I did. Why? Why? Why did you do research? Do you want to borrow my Costco card? I don't. I do you, not. You I don't think I could pa- right next I don't think to I it. could pass as you. No, you a photo? They don't check the photo. Oh, they don't. And just put my thumb over. You just no. You no, just they need don't to check anything. They don't oh, check okay. anything. They right. just make sure that uh, you have uh, a card. Uh, well, this is off mic talk conversation. Uh, okay, you know they have great bath mats. So you got to get seventeen of yeah, them yeah, at a time. But yeah, I I don't really fear anything. I kind of you know not I failed at everything <laughs> so yeah I, basically you've accepted yeah i've accepted that yeah. nothing is going to work the way i want it yeah. to and uh life is suffering and uh the end of suffering is just keep working well you know what's funny to me that I've, I've been thinking about lately is that a lot of the uh sort of for lack of a better term disempowering beliefs that we have about ourselves or a lot of things that stop people from doing things are fear an underlying fear of not surviving. In other words, an underlying fear of death. Like you don't, and, and part of it is like you don't step out and, and say, uh, introduce yourself to somebody or, or be, if you're, you, you're, you must conform. And that really comes from a fear of being tossed out of the tribe, which would then mean that you starve to death. And then a fear of basically making mistakes because if you make a mistake, the saber-toothed tiger will kill you. So that's why we're terrified of making mistakes because evolution has taught us that if you make mistakes, you will die. And now we live in a world where most of the time you make a mistake, you won't die. And most of the things right. we're thinking about doing, like writing a novel or doing something, or stepping out and being a nonconformist, are not going to kill us. And if you step on, like do stand up or something like if whatever, right? Uh, you're not going to get kicked out of the tribe and then die. <laughs> right. But so, ironically, so the underlying thing that's keeping us all back is a fear of the one thing that we can't avoid, which right. is death. Right. So it's very unlikely that we're going to die from any of the things that we 
are driven by being afraid of, but at the same time, we are going to die. Yeah. And it's not going to be something that you expect. Yeah. Unless it's, it well, is something you expect. I almost died a couple of years ago. I mm-hmm. went to a, uh, right, what was it called? Beefsteak? Yes. That was a thing, and it was a, a charity event where you eat meat with your hands, and I was sitting next to uh, a manager friend with his client who was an Instagram star, so I wanted to make her laugh, and I took a piece of meat and wrapped it around a potato and th- swallowed th- there it. There are no forks or there knives. There are no forks or knives, mm-hmm. and uh, she turned away, because who cares, and I started to choke, and the band is playing, and there's 500 people, and about a minute in, I realized, oh, I'm going to die, and I, this has happened actually once before, but it was surfing. And I was going to run to the bathroom, which I found out later most men do because they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I did not want uh, Eric Wareheim to revive me. He was like his event. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want an adult swim guy looking down at me going, oh, why is this guy dead? And so I almost took off. I almost... <laughs> I'd rather went, die alone in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, I would, right, I, right, like an old cat who just yeah, like like runs it's, it's away from home to die so that you don't have to deal with it. And uh, eventually I vomited it up and uh, started breathing. And my wife looked over at me and said, what the fuck? Is, are you drunk? And I went, I almost fucking died. Oh, and um, it's it's ever since then I've been in a much better <laughs> mood about so life. If if you have any anxiety at all, just choke on some. Meat. But in my early twenties, I was surfing in in uh, Florida, and there was a hurricane, and I got I ate shit, and I didn't know where. Because you're an idiot for fucking. Well, that's surfing when the a... waves are good, but there's no sun because there's there's uh, you know there's hurricane. a hurricane is <laughs> happening, and the the board was detached from the leash, and I just couldn't find up. I just mm. was, I was so spun yeah. around. It's and a terrifying that, feeling. No, but it was, I think it got me through my 20s because I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is it. This is how I, oh, God, they're going to find my pink bloated body <laughs> <laughs> on the shore two weeks from now. Yeah. But I didn't die. So I, I think uh, almost dying really has colored me and helped me. Yeah. I, I have given lesses of a shits. Lesses of a shits? Yeah. Less of shits since I almost died. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. Give fewer shits. Give fewer shits. I, I was uh, driving out uh, across the country to go to Seattle to start that theater. <laughs> and we were kind of, we had a camera and we were documenting it. And we were driving through Michigan, uh, like the Upper Peninsula. Me and, uh, you know, do you know Mike Shapiro? Uh, no, I just heard his name. Yeah. So he and I were driving. And I think uh, I, think I was driving and I... I I actually was aiming the camera at him while I was driving, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I handed the camera over to him and stopped looking at the completely empty road in the middle of the night highway. Nobody was there. Handed the camera over to him, looked up, and I had gone into the uh, the shoulder, and right in front of me, and I'm you're going sixty miles an hour, is a van, and the people I- who are in the van are out of the van. And they're looking at me like, are you going to kill us? And I didn't. And That's ever nice since then, I got back. Oh, I was hoping. <laughs> like if I looked, if I, if I looked uh, a quarter of a second later, we all would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've thought about that moment many, many times over the next several decades as like, maybe I did die in this whole thing. <laughs> it's just it's a simulation. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, John's ladder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying uh, you know go choke yourself as you masturbate uh, to to feel yeah, that you high. Should, you should but do if that. you're afraid of, well, you should do that. Actually, it's pretty amazing. But have a spotter. <laughs> Get somebody on Task Rabbit. Come over. Hey, Bill, what's what's going to take you to spot me as I <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiate myself? Just but if you're if you are miles, if there is something that you fear, if like I I just thought about com. You mentioned comedy and go. 
go bomb. It it oh, it, yeah. it, it will uh, yep. make you funnier by yep. going wow and realizing that there's there is no one laughing and they're all staring. And when at you me. walk out, you realize I'm still alive. Nothing has really changed. I have a little more sweat. Right, but, it, it. but it it go go do no no. Theater. But that's go, yes. yeah. It 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 is good. Because then you realize, like, oh, I had nothing to fear because nothing bad happened. Right. I, I didn't get rejected by my tribe. I'm not wandering, you know, starving and, right. you know. Well, you might get rejected by your tribe, but <laughs> chances are you won't end up starving. Right, that. right. That's true. You'll probably find another tribe because there's so many people around. Like, I w- have to say that my fears are all reasonable. Like, I'm, I have a reasonable fear of heights, you know, because mm-hmm. if, you know, if I'm above... If if it looks like it could hurt me, then I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I was at. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I don't think I have any big fears like you. I think you reach an age where you just. Like, I'm just ready to die. Let's yeah, go. Let's yeah, wrap yeah, this let's up. Do it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. If I get killed you know in, pl- in a flight, <laughs> let's choke and masturbate each other and not spot each other. How's Ooh, that? That's a good way to yeah. go. Yeah. Le- leave a good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave them wondering. But uh, no, I went to get uh, quoted for life insurance this weekend, and they. Um, they ask you these questions of like, what sort of behaviors do you do? You mm-hmm. know, like bungee jumping, parachuting, race car driving, hang gliding, like, you know, hot air ballooning. And Wine like by the box or the bottle? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, is that, a, is that a risk factor? As I sit behind t- or have it's two like boxes sitting behind me. giant moving boxes yeah. with plugs on them yeah. behind you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a straw that just goes right into my That's just gullet. our breakfast wine. Yeah. Yeah. The serious stuff is... Uh, in, in that <laughs> little cooler there. But, yeah, so I, I'm just like, no, I d- none of those things interest me because they, you could die. <laughs> like, it seems reasonable. I don't need to feel like I'm going to die to live. You know, it, it seems like that's what's thrilling about bungee jumping is like the thrill. Of well, wh- what about being in free fall? Doesn't that seem like uh, that would be, I mean, for a long time and not dying? Yeah, well, that's why I did that little tube thing, you know, that blows you up. Um, you know that that has Go anybody on. done Wait, that? Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's a Universal City Walk, and there's one up north. It's like a, it's got these giant fans. Oh, it's a fan, not yeah. A, not a a s- is yeah. that is that feel like you're falling, or does that feel like you're being blown up? Uh, it's the same thing, right? And they actually, they they've changed it now so that you can wear a VR helmet while you're doing it. And you know, because if if you're falling out of a plane, you still have you know wind rushing around you. It's going the same speed as the fans, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 it's, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How much does it cost? Too much. Uh, too much. Yeah, it was for a uh, bachelor party. How 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 long did you do it for, and how much did it cost? Like it's hundred dollars. Yeah, something like that. Eighty bucks or something. Eighty like bucks. Yeah, for like, like five minutes. Maybe yeah, ten minutes. Ten mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Can you change what the VR is showing so you could watch like porn? Yeah, porn. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling into I wanna a watch vagina. A guy, I want to watch a guy peeing on a plane <laughs> yeah. as I'm floating. God. It's yeah. I don't think there's any been any bigger adopter of the VR tech than the porn industry. Well, that, uh, porn drives all technology. Like, yeah. yeah. This is fascinating to me because I used to, a uh, little backstory is I used to work at uh, PlayStation and I worked with the VR and I remember the company basically being like, yeah, it's it's a um, it's not a gimmick, but we don't really care about it. And that shows because they've almost essentially abandoned the uh, the concept. But I feel like porn is, it's weird. It's taken it over. It's like, yeah, when you have VR, it's usually for some crappy app on your phone or because you're going to go watch porn. I mean, it doesn't, Take much to to for a guy to get off. I don't know why you need all that equipment. You know, because you're a lonely nerd. And <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Real doll? Anybody? You no? See, I'd like to see 
a VR porn because I've seen some. Not the, uh-huh. I don't have the goggles, but I've watched it on my phone, and I'm like, all right. So there's a there's a gentleman who cannot move because right. of where the camera's positioned, right. and then he is serviced by a woman or women's, and it seems like he's having absolutely no fun because he can't move. He can't. Well, that's the it has to that's be, the problem of the technology. Right. But they're changing that. They're going to. Yeah, make yeah that I know better. they'll get this, you know. but I, I'm, I'm just. I'm basically watching a guy who took a Viagra or whatever, and it's just his. He's being masturbated by a woman's vagina in front of him. He can't touch her. He can't whatever. Right. It seems awful. I want to see the the VR camera in the center of the room because I want to see what's going on. But I want to see the sound guy falling asleep. I want to see like the makeup lady eating some M and M's at craft service. I've always been and the lines of coke that are just no, no one's doing. They don't even do drugs. Oh, they don't. No, I just I want to see the production. I want to see. I want to be able to turn around and see what's going on behind the scenes. Like the people are fucking in front of sound dudes. It's just. I find it bizarre. What about the camera person? Yeah, there's just like, hold on, let me adjust the light, and I'm going to go there. And then there's just people having the most intimate moments possible. That I would pay to see. (laughs) The the real behind the scenes. Just put another camera going the other way. I just want to watch the director just kind of sitting there going... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, nailing it. He's, yeah, yeah, he's fucking her. Avians, <laughs> look out! Here, I, here I'm. We got about oh. two minutes of doggy. All right, let's let's go to uh, position two, uh, reverse cowgirl, and they get into it. You move the camera over a little bit, and then eh, we'll do this for about fifteen. <laughs> I just like, what does a porn director do? I I, I think exactly that. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds kind of boring. Well, yeah. I mean, and also like you know, you're at the whim of. A p- purple pill, and can this guy? I don't. know. I think they th- they just turn around and go and look at the camera and go, "It's a living." I have noticed in some porns where I can see the lady looking off camera for a a cue. Like a, she, she needs a note. <laughs> like she's like, "Is this what you want?" Like, oh yeah, you're you're doing great. I don't think they stop down because some of them it's just like all one take. So. That's, just, that's like some amazing filmmaking there. Yeah, that's like some, how do you how do you communicate with your that talent? Is some, Unless like it's like a little it's like earbud. touch of evil or or, or, rope. or, or uh, the uh, uh, children but, of men. That yeah. amazing scene. Imagine if during that amazing scene where they're <laughs> driving the car, <laughs> Two people fucking. Yeah, there was all one take, and they were fucking at the same time. Yeah, and just like that, that perfectly timed money shot. <laughs> just like, ah, <laughs> oh, we got to do it again. <laughs> right, right. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one. like. Uh, it's that's hard production. Like you've got to like make it look good. Is it hard? I did. It is hard when you have to. You're you are waiting on a guy's erection. Like you can't. You cannot make a show without him. The the, the talent has not come out of their trailer. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that the, that, that, that to me is fascinating. That's what Viagra's for. That's your next uh, challenge. Just yeah. go direct to porn. I just and then you know coverage. You know how where where do you, where do you put the camera? Yeah, I, that that I would watch in VR. I don't know. And so there was all these yeah. POV. I watch a lot of porn. VR. There's you a, my are my, the my wife's my wife's been out of town for two weeks. So there's just it's just a fucking porn of Palooza. <laughs> there's like the POV shot of of the guy, so you can see his penis, and it's going into the woman, and he's holding her. So uh, you know, I, years ago I went, who's holding the camera? And is it like two guys holding it with like a or is it just like a beam or just duct taped no no because no, he, he, he's he's there's definitely someone that just stands over a sweaty man who's having sex with someone 
for hours, and I want to meet him, and I want to hang out with him. Didn't, you, didn't you last week, weren't you talking about someone that you knew who said that the smell Yes, was, a was film school professor said this. this but, but that was big lights, and they were shooting 35 oh, yeah, millimeter. Yeah. Now oh, you get those a, nice, cool uh, LEDs. Cool you LED know. lights. And you, the, the chips are so good in those SL, yeah, DSLR cameras. It's just, yeah. you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I want to be on a porn set. That's basically <laughs> Well, so you're I, in the right town. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to be on a porn. You don't. No. I, I just. I, I think it's think just Marty. sad. No, I. I, I just sound sad. Why I've do you never think? Well, why do you think? But why? Because it's not the seven. No one's at gunpoint. Like no, I know. Like uh, deep throat. Yeah. Yeah. Not, but, but why is it sad? Yeah. The, uh, a woman is driving to Van Nuys right now, and she's going to be paid three times what the man is going to get paid. Yeah. And uh, you know. She can strip and tour off of it. Like, right. what, what, what's right. what's right. the sad part? No, I, I, I don't know. It just seems a little <laughs> depressing. I mean, it's like uh, most jobs. There's are, no residuals, right? Because yeah, it's not sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's not a union gig. That's not right. sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should unionize. Yeah. Get on that. I'm all for it. I, like, yeah, most jobs are pretty sad if you watch people doing their job. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except, except for juggler. Yeah. They're always they're always having. <laughs> That's fun. a fun thing to watch. Doing their work, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then you, you'd have to watch them, you know, practice the chainsaw juggling, oh. which is, you know, boring. You don't have to. No, no. Like you don't watch somebody, some porn star growing up. Like that's not. Hmm, you no, know, that's true. Right. Somehow that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wait? What do right. you do now? What, what is no, this? I, what you watch a what? No, he's saying like you have to watch them. The jugglers practice. No. Okay, but that's. Well, what was it about a porn star watching her grow, grow up? up? Yeah, because that's essentially them practicing, right? Oh, you made yeah, it no. real weird. Well, like you. Thing to Next say. topic, please. Can, <laughs> so can we edit this? I know no, we're live, but is there some way to saying that? Yikes! Oh, Change the post. So we're a wedding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I actually? Are you really? Something? Yeah, go ahead. I get a little topic. Um, what's the most you would like? Let's say. There's a concert lineup or a comedy lineup somewhere that has, you know, a lot of your favorite people, you know, whatever, music, comedy. What's the absolute most you would pay to sit in the front row? Because this is kind of personal for me because right now I'm debating uh, going to a wrestling show in Chicago. Um, and I got a ticket already. It's, it's, it's a good seat. It's a small arena. But I feel like if I'm going to make the trek out there, I might as well go all out. And I kind of want to see what you guys feel like is, is too much. Who's wrestling? Uh, it's a lot of like independent guys, so it's not WWE. It's like they're in charge of the choreography, and so what that means is basically it can go nuts. Like if you want to jump, you know, on fire or something, you could do that. It's just got to be okay with the other guys, and you have to have the insurance. And uh, who would insure that? Jesus. Honestly, you have to. Everybody's got to be insured. Everybody's got to be uh, passable. It's just a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, no. That's it, honestly that's why wrestling is one of my favorite things, is because it's storytelling without the convenience of being able to tell a story. You have to tell it physically. There's no monologues, there's no dialogues, there's promos, but those generally are just to kill time. Uh -huh. The wrestling itself is the storytelling. Right. And uh, I'm really proud of the guys that are, it's like an independently run show. There's no money backing it. It's 100% the guys going like, no, we want to finance this ourselves. How much are front row tickets? Uh, well, here's the thing. The guys were really cool about it when they first went on sale. Front row was about 150 bucks. Now scalpers got all the tickets. And uh -huh. uh, I think uh. the highest I saw was about two grand. Um. That's wow. too much. That's, yeah, I know. That's, that's too uh, much. I, I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those shows that you feel like if you don't go or if you don't have a good seats, everyone will be talking about it for the rest of forever. 
because the card looks amazing. Oh, so that's your biggest fear no. of missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how old are you? Old enough. Okay, good. Well, you're not old enough to, to know this. <laughs> that there's nothing worth more than like $30. I mean, it it should be a percentage of how much is in your savings account, you know. Oh, I don't spend anything. I save like a ton. Yeah. Print print and... uh, um, uh, The revolution? No, well, Prince is dead. Yeah, but he did that that whole stint at the forum. Yeah, I went went four times. And there were, what, 30 bucks? Unbelievable. It was so great. Yeah, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, he did um, a, it. I would, I would spend more than 30 bucks to see Prince. Yeah. And I would spend, I'd spend about 50 bucks to see Bruce if uh, he was with the E Street brand, band, if he does that again. Did you see Hamilton? I have not seen Hamilton. And I, I mean, I will when I can spend like 50 it, bucks. Right, right. Instead <laughs> of 400. I yeah. mean, there's no. So never. No, yeah, maybe. It'll probably be down to normal in like eight years. Like I, um, I saw Hamilton. But the uh, the tickets were a gift, mm. and and I. Left. What did you have to do to get them? <laughs> I had to I had to turn forty eight. <laughs> and you had to pee somewhere. And no. I had to pee. <laughs> you had yeah. to watch a porn star grow up. <laughs> yeah. <Oof>. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Never gonna let that one die. No, it's fine. I don't. I stand by it. Okay. That's a, you're, <laughs> you're sitting. Uh, dick. Yeah, I am a dick. <laughs> But I I left and I loved the show and I was like you know what I would have paid eighty dollars for that eighty dollars yeah. right yeah that's what I and the tickets were a lot more than that but, I'm stealing yeah. from another comedian and podcaster but uh, he couldn't enjoy it because all he thought about was the price mm-hmm. yeah. and it's what four or five hundred dollars yeah. and it reminds me of the shitty meal I ate at the uh, Eiffel Tower with my now wife and it was two hundred fifty dollars for lunch and I remember looking down at each item thinking. That mushroom's about seven dollars. <laughs> like I should fucking I hate mushrooms, but I'm gonna eat it. And you ate I, it. I, I think it, it, it clouds your experience. You know, I mean Well, I, no, I think if you commit to the experience, you have to divorce yourself of the from the price. I, I and just uh, that's exp- my greatest fear is paying too much money for something. Yeah. So four hundred dollars, like, oh my god, you know how many fucking video games or movies I, or dinners I could have and I, I could just Listen to the soundtrack, like it's yeah. I, but, but you can say that about any experience. Like you know, you like to travel. Like you know, yeah. oh, I could have had uh, two lunches at the Eiffel Tower for the f- cost yeah. But of a flight, flight is a flight. Like you don't uh, all, like all of a sudden like this one airline becomes popular and it's twelve grand to fly to Europe. It's the, you know, it's the oh, going to it's Europe. the going rate. Like a theater should be fifty bucks or seventy five dollars. I, I have a friend who uh, who does security. He's, he basically handles. Um, Charter flights, luxury charter flights. Most of the people who take these flights are Saudi royals, right? And he was showing me around the seven uh, on on his his phone. He was showing me the tour of the seven sixty seven that was turned into basically a plane for a group of like six people with a master bedroom and all this stuff. It's twenty eight thousand dollars an hour. Wow! To get this plane, so to to get from to take it from L A to Saudi Arabia would be like. Half a million like, dollars. It was like three hours. <laughs> I, I'm not really good with it's on geography. The other side of the oh, it's the other. Okay, it takes so a long time. Like six hours. Well, yeah. I don't, no, I think it's longer than that. But <laughs> the point is, it adds up to like a quarter of a million to or half a million dollars. And apparently, it's like, oh, let's go, let's go. I mean, talk about how the other half lives. And oh my god, or yeah. the other one percent. Like I can't even imagine like flying first class. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, but, but I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't pay for it. It costs like so much more. Yeah. And yeah. I would just like you know if they if 
on a SAG job, if you get fly somewhere, they have to fly you first class. Really? Or they have to fly you business, and or there's business, no more business, business right. class right. now. Like a lot of the airlines just have first, yeah. and then. And I would just, I would say, I'll do coach. Just give me the difference, you know. <laughs> I would happily do coach, you know, because it's like it, it seems obscene to spend that much money. You but know? you're not spending it. But that that it's spent at all. Oh, like, opportunity cost, meaning you could buy things with that money. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I've spent dumb money on dumb things. Like I got a butter sprayer. <laughs> what? What's what's the video? It's just okay. upsetting. Uh we it's inside joke. There's lots of uses for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you can watch a porn star grow up. <laughs> Covered in <laughs> butter. Oh. Got to baste her while she's in the oven. Oh, she, won't, Jesus she won't come Christ. out golden brown. I didn't say it was a she. It could have been a guy. You porn meant star. a she, you <laughs> fucking That's weirdo. That's your creepy mind. <clears throat> that's too much money for the tickets. Two, uh, two grand? Uh, but you're going to Chicago, right? Yeah, that's so I already got my tickets. You got so your I'm going. tickets? It's just debating upgrading, essentially. Uh huh. But you said you have good seats. Well, no, I have decent seats in a small arena. Okay. Well, if it's a small arena, then you're not going to be that far from the front. Yeah, but then you be, then you kind of get into the. If I'm going anyway, why not go in? You know, whole hog. Uh, that's how I feel though. Like if you go, if you're committed to going to another country, like you know, like in a, a travel, like. Why would you eat like fast food? You would, you know, you would want. You should go to the like, not necessarily the Eiffel Tower, but if you're going to Paris, no, do not eat at the Eiffel Tower. You should go to a nice French restaurant and And eat snails. And eat snails and only snails. Yeah, because that's all they eat there. Well, that's what I eat. Snails and croissants. Can't can't get snails here. Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not that great, but that's what I eat when I go to. France. You don't like them? No, I do like them. But oh. th- it's interesting because the snails, they taste like seafood. They, st- they taste like, and they're, they're not like... Sea snails? They're not. No. Are they? No. No. no they're just yeah, but they taste like they're from yeah, the ocean. They're s- related, right? And they're also just, I mean, covered in butter and garlic, so they don't actually... They taste like butter and garlic. Right, right. Chewy chewy butter and garlic. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, so cool. I, I think... Uh, well, you should see what other things are that are available to you in Chicago because there are, Chicago's a great city and if that extra money would give, have you have a better time in Chicago, I would spend that do that money. Um you know. Yeah, go see improv. Go see <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Go well, see improv. Well, the thing is they they've made it into a whole weekend essentially where they have their own mini Comic-Con. Oh, I see. And so it's like you never really need to leave the Sears Center essentially. Right. And so I just kind of debating it because I don't I I'm not the kind of guy that goes and just throws around money. I don't go to like these crazy events. Uh, I'm a lot more like Kruger. It it has to be a good deal. I have to feel like it was justified. Um, I'll I'll sometimes buy some you know, two something in two or three simply because it makes more sense economically to have bought it as much. Costco. Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> have you been to Japan? No. Save your money and go to Japan. Don't don't. I no. wouldn't come back. I know, but go <laughs> go to like travel rather than well, pay, pay for it. Chicago is a great city. It's not Japan, but it's a no. worth a worth a city <laughs> worth seeing, and you should get. You out say that was <laughs> like you're sure about it. You I'm pretty. I'm <laughs> pretty sure it's three hours flight from here, <laughs> and it is not Japan. You should get out of the Sears Center because it's, Chicago is an amazing city. I think so. I'll go to Portillo's, the <laughs> airport, and then just to the Sears Center. Cause All right. I mean, I have. I'm excited because, in, in, in a weird way, it's like a, a childhood thing come true because. The guy I grew up watching wrestling was Rey Mysterio, who was a little Mexican dude, uh-huh. and he was a superhero to me as a kid. Like he literally flew around the ring, and he got announced to be there. And so it was like 
I was already excited for this. Oh, that's now awesome. To, to have it escalated, essentially. Right. Plus, I might get a new camera, so good pictures, front row. Oh, cool. <laughs> what kind of camera? Uh, it's one of those new uh, Nikons, like a 4K. Cool. Uh, Darren said that uh, in on porno pornography shoots, they use GoPros, GoPros everywhere. And Senior Smoke says that all POV porn is shot with a 10-gallon hat <laughs> with a camera inside. Okay. And there's a little hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> if that was true, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah, just like there's a whole line of 10 You're still wearing hats. your hat, yeah. dude. Oh, oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry. I have seen a couple lately where the woman is wearing a GoPro like around her head. So you get the woman's point of view, and it is a no. completely different experience. It is like, whoa. That, uh, you know, that's right. t- storytelling. Um, how much more would a, a front row ticket be then? You would have to spend a thousand dollars to be. I mean, I don't have to do front row. I could do something more economic, pay three hundred, get. But if you don't have the front row, you're not going to get hit by the folding chair. No, but these people do actually go out in the audience sometimes and break shit. So it's like it's tempting because you kind of get to be part of it and be part of being broken. Part of the fun. Oh, okay. I did go to my first uh, wrestling match in Mexico City, and it was. Life changing. It was amazing. Really, I've never. I'm not a wrestling guy, and I saw uh, Lucha Libre in Mexico City on a Friday night, mm. and uh, front row tickets were about twenty five bucks American. So <laughs> I said, "Yeah, we're only going to be here for a couple more days. Let's let's do it." And it was thumbs up. Like mm. I, 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 it was the. I was going to go see Macbeth there, and then I'm like, "No, no, no. Let's let's yeah. see uh, wrestling." And I'd never seen it live, so it. Yeah, they do come out of the crowd, and mm. sweat hit me. Oh yeah. Iambic oh, so pentameter in Spanish is not the same. I, I don't know if they did it in Spanish. That's why I wanted to go. Yeah. I was curious. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, Peter W.G., friend of the show, will mm-hmm. actually be back in town this week, uh, oh. starting Wednesday. And he's trying to get me into a show here uh, uh-huh. over at the Armory. It's called uh, PWG, and it's ironically named. Yeah. Uh, it is like the wildest and crazy thing. And like celebrities try to get in, and even they can't because it's uh, owned by a guy who's Hate celebrities? Well, no, he just doesn't give a damn about who you are. And uh, so this is a wrestling thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's for the fans, by the fans. But occasionally, you do see people like uh, Sofia Vergara or the cast of True Blood. Like people try to get in, and they're I've, I've heard tale of them trying to like, hey, I represent this person. I'm trying to get in, and the guy's name is Super Dragon. He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit who you are. Buy a ticket online. Wow, that's I, I'm all for that. I oh, but don't get me wrong. The uh, the venue sucks. There's no AC. It's crowded. We're all in chairs or we're standing up. It's in Reseda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Google. Yeah. But this is the last show <laughs> on at that venue. It's kind of historic. Um, a lot of famous people come from there. Uh-huh. And so uh, it's kind of a big show. And uh, I was hoping to go. I don't know if Peter can help me with that. But uh, it's it's cool. Oh, I love that show. Uh-huh. And uh, front row t- seats there are $100. General admission, 80 In an ideal world, yes. Oh, I see. I see. So there's a whole Oh, there's a whole sub-market of... Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, this is just a whole submarket of, of scalpers, and uh, it's weird because I feel like a lot of people are sort of endorsing that now. Of almost like you got StubHub, you get all these things, and it it creates a whole submarket that sucks. It just shouldn't yeah. be that way, and it it ruins it for a lot of people that want to go. Like I would have easily dropped, you know, 150 dollars for the front row when the guys who sold the tickets. Oh, I see. Right, right, right. But you can't but now. Yeah, I don't know how you combat that. I know that a bunch of People fucking bots, right? <laughs> all those yeah, fucking bots. They're just buying them online. Like, how, how can you? It's AI just yeah. beating us to the punch. I guess p- tickets in person. I guess you can do that. <sighs> they the for the Comic Con to get like the VIP pass, you actually have to show up with a photo of your ID and say, 
it's all like linked up and it, it's better. Right. I did actually. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. It was kind of a news story. Uh, Fox just acquired the rights to air WWE shows now, oh. starting next year for a billion dollars. Wow, they paid Vince Jesus McMahon Christ! Billion dollars for one show that does all right on Fridays. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, we have a couple emails. Michael Binhock says that uh, he we made him hungry with our talk about fast food last week. I have to admit, I did go to Carl's Jr. after <laughs> later that day. Yeah, what did you have? I had the $6 burger, uh-huh. which was about $5. <laughs> it's yeah. used to be $3, yeah. but now it's, it's, it is almost a $6 burger. Well, then they're not lying. That's oh, so good. Is it? Such crap, yeah. Okay. Well, he says he tries not to go to McDonald's, uh, but once in a while, I need to make rib. Yeah. No, you don't. That's not no. a rib. No. I've never. Don't do it. I've never had a McRib. Oh, uh, the most processed meat you'll ever eat. In your it's life. a hot dog. Yeah, it's that's, not. That's a, it's so gross. Processed. Don't don't eat that. Sometimes I ju- I just cook because I'm bored. I like to make sushi. He just posted some photos of him making sushi on his twi- Twitter account uh, with sum- with tuna, salmon, and tamago or tamagoyaki and. That's the egg, the omelet? Yes. And uh, he, he even owns one of those square frying pans. And I don't know if you've ever seen them make it. Well, just watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yes. It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and then he says that when you go to Berlin, maybe we can meet up and I can show you around a little. Is there good sushi in Berlin? I don't know. Is he on the line? Can he's we? Can we? Says, I, don't, I don't hear him in McCones. He says, "Hello, I, I don't. Hello, any, hello, hello. I don't know any good places to eat, but I can ask some friends. But you can at least have a donor. There's or nowhere. He doesn't know any good places to eat in Berlin. He doesn't live in Berlin. Oh, he doesn't live. No. Where does he live? He lives in like uh, Hamburg. No, I don't. No, he lives in some a city in East uh, Germany. Okay. E- East Germany. <laughs> so he lives in the 80s. <laughs> no, but he he grew up in in East Germany. Oh, I thought you said East Berlin. I'm sorry. Uh, no. No. There is an East Germany. Yeah. But now it's just we just call well, it Berlin. We we call it Germany. Yeah. You know, but but he grew up in East Germany, so I, I don't know what Where is that wall? Like did they store it somewhere? I think they uh, JC needed the game. Yeah. yeah. Well no, I, we could use that at, like for for the Mexico for the Trump wall. We could yeah. use like a like a famous wall, like little bits of like the Great Wall of China. It could be like a you know, a a, like wall, a, a wall, wall museum, museum. Yeah. exactly. That's a brilliant idea. That's, that's how idea. that's how we'll pay for it. Jesus Christ, that's a good idea. And yeah, then we got when I go see a part of the. Uh, I'm gonna the uh, elect you president next time. <laughs> we want to see part of the uh, Berlin Wall. Yeah, it's down there in El Paso. It's yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. We got a, a an email from a person named Cass, and she says, "Hi, I slept through all of my alarms like a typical millennial. <laughs> I must have needed the sleep, I guess." Uh, everyone who follows our Instagram at Nooner Podcast should know that already. Tell Chris I said hi, and I hope he hasn't murdered you yet. Cass. That's Cassandra. Oh, oh. Yeah. okay. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. For the record, I'm a millennial, and I got up at 4 a.m. today. So. Uh. Oh, well, you're bucking trends left and right, and you don't like Morrissey. So you're, you're, you're just... Does anyone really like Morrissey? I feel like people say that to sound cultured or I did until he said some weird stuff about um, sexual assault. But what? Yeah, he well, he came out saying that this whole Me Too movement was—I I forget what exactly he said. I'm not going to. He it. said something stupid, he like, something like stupid. Matt Damon. He Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just not not yet. Yeah, just sh- shut up, be quiet. Sh- just yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go, they'll, go they'll tire themselves out. Don't worry, don't worry. Sing yeah, your songs. Let him, let him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just just yeah. keep going. Just keep. <laughs> yeah, it's a witch hunt, but just just <laughs> nighty night. Just don't. Yeah. Mm, I wonder what Sasha Baron Cohen thinks of this. <laughs> well, I have friends. Oh no, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a publicist now. I just call every celebrity. It's, like, it's like there's a there's a bear in the woods. The thing yes. to do is to play dead. Just play dead. Don't just run. Don't yell at it. Don't say 
you don't have the right to be a bear. You know improv, right? Just take the and out. Just go, yes. 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 Oh, yeah. In, he, in an interview with Der Spiegel. Ah, uh, Der Spiegel. All the news fits the prince. All the news fits the Yeah, he says uh, he was defending... Mit Mama Duke und... Love Germans. <laughs> he def- was defending Kevin Spacey and uh, Ooh. Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Yeah. Defending him. No, everyone gets Brian Singer. He gets a bingo. Yeah, <sighs> seriously. He said, "Yeah, he was." Mm. He came close to victim victim blaming when it came uh, with regards to Anthony Rapp. He's like, "Where were the boy's parents?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here's the, here's the fun the funny thing is that uh, when I think of Morrissey, you know, I think of. Uh, you know him as as a thirty year old, right? You know, espousing forty years ago, right? Right. So now I'm like, he he said something about what? Who cares? I mean, he's like, ah, I'll tell the kids on the ladder, they right, don't know right. music. These kids today, right? Right. And yeah, ah, I'm gonna singing my three notes in a row. It doesn't sound as good as when I was young. <sighs> that's my that's Smiths. Does it sound like the Smiths? Yeah, it does, smoke. and he looks exactly like Bruce Campbell now. So it's like oh, I was going to yeah. say a bad Elvis impersonator, but that Which, works too. Yeah, um, yeah, he did not age well, <laughs> and neither did Sinead O'Connor. Like no. the two, the Irish don't. Sorry, are there any Irish here? They don't seem to age very well. I, I don't. Sorry, to any Irish listeners, we, if you're I old, think we yeah, have. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're young, sorry, if you're young. Yeah. It's just not. Oh, it's it's just down downhill from here. So uh, we are going to wrap it up. So. Do you have anything you want to plug? You have you're you're working on a bunch of stuff, right? As always, I am working on a bunch of stuff. Um, if anybody has a a kid who likes science fiction, uh, my books are online uh, on Amazon. It's and John it's Sylvain. John Sylvain. S Y L. And uh, the first one is called the Space Elevator, and the second one is called the Space Academy, and the third one is coming out very soon called oh. the Space Marine. And I've decided to, yeah, I'm moving forward with that. And so I you thought took Anne Lackey's, like, her her whole thing of... Like, I wrote my books before I read hers. All right, the whole one uh, word and then the another uh, word thing, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Space. Space. Right. Space. So w- space. <laughs> what's it about? It's about space. space. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So, and do you, are you on the Twitter? Not really. But uh, no, I have I have a Twitter account, but I you can't. I only I only in the middle of the night when I'm stoned and I'm reading something on my Kindle and I find it and I, I, I highlight it. I go, oh, that's an interesting thing, and then I just say, what can I do with it? Oh, I can share it on Twitter. There you go. So you live tweet reading, essentially. What you live tweet <laughs> your reading? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Macbeth said this. Yeah, but if you want to, you can. You can follow John. That's John. Sylvain BBB. Yeah, Sylvain BBB. What Brilliant Blue Bolt. Oh. oh yeah, it stands for something that I invented a long, long time ago. It's the flash of insight that uh, I got. actually got it from uh, Del Close. Oh. Uh-huh. It was his, that was his uh, Sartori, you know, talking about improv. It was like. So you studied with him, right? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's back when awesome. he was alive. Right. <laughs> He's not, it doesn't have a lot of insights these days. No, not so much. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That's cool. And what about you, Chris? Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Twitter, I guess, uh, at that CL Miller. Yes, I ripped it off from Kevin Smith. Um, I guess I'll be, uh, speaking of the event, I'll be there one way or the other. It's called All In. It'll be Chicago, September 1st. I guess I'll be there with a bunch of my friends if you want to hang out or have someone to hang out with. He'll um, be the bearded guy with the very fancy camera. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm excited. There's gonna be tailgating. I'm. I'm that sounds super I'm fun. St- yeah, they 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 told staff like let them tailgate, have fun. All right. And uh, later today, I guess I'll be in Little Tokyo eating food like a millennial should. Right. All right. Mm. There's a new. Uh, do you know the uh, street artist Space Invader? No. Well, Google him, and there's a new one in Little Tokyo. It's it's mm. this guy. This get is the app. Get the app. Uh, it's a French street artist who takes panel uh, panels. What are those little tiny square things called that you put in your bathroom? Uh, tiles. Tiles. Panels. That pot bean ceramic really ruined me last night. Glazed ceramic like, ru- panels. Yes, and he makes them into space invaders, and he puts they're all over Paris, and he's uh, back in town for a show. And so there's one, there's a new one in Little Tokyo. Yeah, it's nice. really cool. Can't catch them all. Yes. By the way, yeah. I didn't know this about Little Tokyo. There's karaoke there. A lot of karaoke. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's it's wonderful. I love well, it. Well, uh, there's a good actually. There's a really good one in that plaza. You know. Is there good karaoke? No. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. It's not for it was me. Great. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I. I we did it there, and you know it's a where you rent the room, and like it was just me. I was on a date, and it was like a live stream of a porn star growing <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, no, it was two. As you sang, uh, it was like a one tiny <laughs> room. Take me home, but it was like their their stock. It was like their stock room, so we're just yes. surrounded by boxes of shit, like in front of a little video screen. The first dates with your wife? No, 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 no. no. It, uh, but it was fun. It was good. And they they had the shins on oh karaoke. Boy. Oh Lord! Yeah, no was more. There, what was their one hit? Their shins. Uh, well, oh, do they have one? I Never get mind. knocked down. Yeah, that yeah. that's yeah. it. I mix them but up they with get Chumba up Wumba. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chumba Wumba. <laughs> no, it it they had the the whatever. Watch Garden State. It's all the shins, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what you're plugging? You're going to do karaoke <laughs> yeah. in Little Tokyo? Uh, some show I did is on uh, the science channel called Sci-Jinx. It's kind of like a Bill Nye, but not with as smart. Johnny Galecki. With Johnny Galecki, so not as smart. <laughs> but it, it's about, uh, he's on uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, how is he? Is he a nice oh, guy? he's a very nice guy. And it's uh, like to inspire young kids to get into science through comedies and skits. And uh, uh-huh. I don't know when it's on because no one from the network or the production company emailed to tell me but they said did you see it so um it's out there all right and i think i'm in one or something I don't know. really i don't know maybe yes you do i i, I you it, fucking they, in the show they probably cut cut me out oh you, you weren't there in the room like okay no, they, okay they, just stay on that stay no, on that no, shot no, no, stay no. on that shot no 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 it's it, uh, it's just audio of me oh okay. and follow me at steven Kruger. <laughs> all right and uh <laughs> on I- instagram too because uh my dog takes Shits in the shapes of I letters, I and I can't keep believe them. you. I'm convinced that you've you've got like little tweezers, like like chef's tweezers. I and you're swear just to God, them. and no one believes and, it. Uh, but dog. stop posting them. W- why? Because it's uh, it's disgusting. It's not I, disgusting. It's beautiful. My dog I, I, shit a perfect O, and so I had to take a picture I'm, of I'm it. I'm just like, oh, look at what Steve's eating. Oh God! Don't do don't look at my Instagram <sighs> while you're eating because it's a lot of dog shit photos. <sighs> All right. What do you, what do you have to plug, Marty? Uh, well, we got uh, the our podcast, Ding Dong uh, Chomp. Oh, I'm a fan. Oh, thank you. Yes, I yeah. like it. New episode just dropped over the weekend. We'll have another one this week. And yeah, and yeah, just follow us at Ding Dong Chomp on the Instagram and Twitter. So, Chris, thank you for making the journey. Gino. For the record, Gino's like my Cato. He he drove me here. So that's, <laughs> that, that, that's so <laughs> offensive. Why? Cato uh, was the best part of that show. I know. Yeah. But uh, thank you for for making the trip and and driving poor Chris here. Uh, that was very nice of you. And um, I guess we could have had you on the mic. But and Cassandra, I hope you had a good sleep. Damn your bones. And um, we will talk about that comment later, Cassandra. 
uh, email us uh, at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And, um, oh, sorry, trying to <laughs> I'm trying to read this fucking thing. And, um, tweet at us, follow us by our names, and we will see you next Tuesday. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.